Did you like this album? When it first dropped? Hell no. Imagine this was the first song too, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was the first song. I remember when the album, this is from Jesus, okay? Six year anniversary of Jesus, of course. Yeah. Um, this was one of the first songs that came out single wise for the album. And it was this and black skin. I it had me confused. Because <laughs> what was Al, uh, Kanye's album before this? Graduation? N- no, it was um, that. Uh, sh- I forgot the name. The one where everybody on it. Um, uh, the good music compilation, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, n- yeah. dog, when this song came out, I knew we were, things were in trouble. Yeah. I knew the downfall was coming. <laughs> now, people swear that this album is classic. By the way, this is the six-year anniversary of Yeezus, the album. That's why uh, we're bumping in with it. Right. What, what do y'all think about it? What do y'all think when y'all first heard this record? And uh, Do y'all think it's actually a classic that holds up today? I don't think it's a classic, but I will say this is that, to me, I noticed a difference in Kanye or Yeezy, whatever you want to call him, Pretty much to me, when he started really getting close with Kim K and when they started getting married, having the kids, this, that, and the other. And I always will think that him losing his mom, that lost so much of a barrier in his life as far as a moral compass, as far as just like actually guiding him on the right path. Because obviously he lost her. He says it in in a number of his songs. But to me, if she was still alive, I don't think he would be where he is right now mentally. I don't think he'd be probably with Kim K. I think that he would be in a much better place mentally and wouldn't be so much of a sellout and just wouldn't be <laughs> off the wouldn't be off the reservation. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I feel you. I just remember too, 808s and Heartbreaks came out before this album. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that was leading into uh a Yeezus. Yeah, I know all the mics up. We got yeah. <laughs> technical difficulties, sorry. Yeah, that, and uh, I can't think of the other name of the album. Um, people were saying, remember Chris Rock said that was his best album. Oh, my beautiful, dark, yeah. twisted. Th- I, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I, was the, that's like my favorite Kanye album, probably. Yeah, that was the last best Kanye That's right. Album. Yeah. So, Yeezus was the follow-up to my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, yeah. which is arguably his best album. Yep. And he came out on some experimental techno <laughs> rap trap shit. Uh, I was confused. Figgy, is this album a classic or am I true? Um, I wouldn't say it's a classic, but um, when I listen to it now, I kind of get it. I understand it because it sounds like it came out this year. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but during that time, it was like a bad album. Like, I didn't understand how people was hyping this album up and people saying we don't understand it, which I think it was kind of true. Yes. But, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good album now, but... That's is to me is not a classic. Yeah, I would probably say every album before Yeezus was a classic. Before I <laughs> say this is a even eight oh eights. I would probably say eight oh eights. It was a game changer. That wasn't my favorite album, but it was a game changer. I think the credit that people give Yeezus should go to eight oh eights and Heartbreaks instead. I agree because I thought that did more to change the game than Yeezus did. I think Yeezus tried too hard to be revolutionary. Um, it's hard to listen to, man. Even now, 
that was the probably random his noises. Lazy album. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He tried too hard to be ahead of the curve, and usually that came naturally for him. I felt like he forced it. Um, I felt like he was trying to because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was probably one of his most his most critically acclaimed album. Everybody loved him for it. Everybody thought it was great. And he's the type of guy who likes to be hated sometimes. So he made that confusing ass album full of radio <laughs> noise and crap that nobody liked. Um, I have two side rants real quick. Number one, I'm getting sick of people. And I know he bumped in with the music. but yeah. I, I'm getting sick of people uh, celebrating anniversaries for weird years. <laughs> oh, it's the year. seventh anniversary of uh, Carter five or whatever <laughs> album. Like, okay, we only celebrate in fives. Yeah. Five, five 10, 10, 15, 15 20, yeah. 25, and so on. <laughs> the seventh year anniversary of Yeezus <laughs> don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it doesn't mean nothing to you, but I kind of get where some people go with it. Now, maybe it's like an important date for them. Maybe it's an important part in their life. Maybe it's a time where they actually, you know, were in a certain mental space, something like that, where it really actually was profound to them. But I, I, I'm with you. I, like, I think it should be 5, 10, 15, 20. Yes. Like, you don't have a 13-year uh, class reunion. You know what I mean? It's always 5, 10, 5, <laughs> 15, true, 20. Exactly. <laughs> Great point. Um, so yeah, that, that voice we'll introduce in a minute, but let's introduce the podcast as we always do a lot to talk about today, a lot new, uh, new music and releases. So uh, we're going to get into all that and break that all down as we usually do. Um, joining me today, as always, my boy, the man himself, Mr. Figgy Figueroa. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good, man. Long okay. week. I feel like I say that every <laughs> week, man. <laughs> I don't know why, but this week felt longer. It yeah. felt like it was like seven days this week. That's what happens when we have like square people jobs. Cause yeah. really every week's the same for us. Yeah. I, rich, rich I come in and like, do the same shit <laughs> <laughs> Monday through Friday. So I, I got to remix that question a little bit, man, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah, and, it was cool though. <laughs> I, um, today we did have a um, little event after the show and it was like a wine tasting too okay so um yeah i got You're not a, a drinker well you are a drinker but you don't drink wine really do you not really okay Man, to me all the shit tastes the same so it was weird being in that environment with like a whole bunch of white people and they like oh yeah this one tastes good like, no i don't really don't like this <laughs> i'm like all this shit tastes the same to me <laughs> do you smell it before you drink it <laughs> that's what they was doing they were shaking it so i'm like yeah i leaned over to somebody yes. like what did this do like, you smell why it do you, like, yeah, this is 1910 right here. It's a good year. <laughs> like, why do you shake this wine before you drink it? I'm like, oh, yeah, all the flavors. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's shit still tastes the same. Yeah. Like, My mom's a wine drinker, but she drinks box wine. So I don't think she's a <laughs> really man, connoisseur. Shit, I, I was I've never got on. Rossi. I've never been able to get into wine either. I really? can do a little bit of vodka, a little bit of liquor. I've never been a heavy drinker. But yeah, like. What you're trying to explain, like those types of people, they're wine connoisseurs. Mm -hmm. And I never will understand the difference between, like I said, the the Zinfandel and the Cabernet, the red <laughs> wine, the white wine. Like I like I've had wine before. It all basically tastes the same to me. But I'm guessing for those for those connoisseur types, like they can actually taste the difference. Like, you know, this one has like a hint of honey. In it. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, this one has just like this one tastes like grapefruit. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's all gonna, it's all got the same purpose, to get you drunk. Exactly. Nice and slow. Yeah. 
And we, you can afford the fancy stuff too, so I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I feel like we we we're in a whole different world yeah. of wine tasting on our end. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm used to drinking Roxy and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Moscato. You know I mean? Yeah, like for me, like I said, you give me some vodka and I'm good to go. Maybe okay. a little bit of tequila every now and again if I really want to get lit, but. Yeah, when it comes to wine, all this, that, and the other, if I'm like around people that are drinking wine, man, I'm a fish out of water. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, they was all talking about, because they had a guy there explaining the different wines. They're like, oh, yeah, we grew this in the best dirt in the world. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, this shit tastes insane. Yeah. Hey, man. And they told, oh, yeah, this one is $29.99 a bottle. And. <laughs> I'm like, man, this tastes like a four ninety nine bottle to me. <laughs> that reminds me, there was a skit on the TV show Jackass where uh, they had this fancy restaurant set up and they made the customers drink all kinds of different water. And they were like, yeah, this came from New Zealand under the waterfalls with the algae growing beneath it. And, and all they did were, was take a water hose from the back. <laughs> And fill every single glass up and tell them it was something different. They believed it, so it's all in your mind. But yeah. uh, that's a whole other debate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jasmine probably joins us a little bit later. She's out here hustling, and we're also joined by a um, special guest. Um, this man played in the league, uh, ex NFL cornerback. As Landry um, say, the fastest <laughs> NFL cornerback in oh, yeah. history. He always does that. Yeah. He always does. That. Also a fellow uh, U of H alumni. Oh, so yes. uh, what's up? Holding it down in here. When Jasmine gets in, we'll be three deep. So <laughs> even better. All y'all college yes, people, man. <laughs> um, we actually have a plan going on. Where we're trying to get all the brothers who work with our station and we're trying to stage a revolution. So this is the beginning. <laughs> I'm only, we're the only black people at the station. <laughs> yes. So uh, a great, great, great personality. You could catch him on radio. Does a whole yes. lot of work as well. And uh, a great athlete as well, obviously, if you've seen his work. Mm-hmm. Stanford Route joins us today. Yes, thank Man. you, fellas. How Happy you doing, on, bro? Doing pretty good. Trying to just stay cool in this uh, Houston heat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how, how what was it like uh practicing cuz you played in Houston. Um what was it like practicing in this kind of heat during this time of year when you're getting ready to uh start the season? Wow, I didn't really have to go. I didn't I wasn't here playing for the Texans during like the hot months. It was more so toward the winter, but I can tell you from all the days of training, uh being back at University of Houston or even just in the off season during when I was playing in the league uh, cuz I live in Houston in the off season. It's something that definitely can prepare you for the coming season because if you can make it in Texas in the summertime, there's no amount of heat that you're going to actually face during the regular season in the NFL year where it's actually going to be something that you have not felt before. Okay. So do you get do – because I asked Cecil this too, and he was kind of honest um, when I asked him what did he miss about playing in the league. Um, he said he missed the fame. He missed being able to go somewhere and people immediately knew who he was uh-huh. and that he was important. So with that in mind, uh, do you miss the game now that you've stepped away from it? And what do you miss about it if you do miss it? Let me see here. I probably would have to go with what my DB coach, Kevin Ross, told us back in, I think, 2010, 2009. He always told you, he said, guys, when you walk away from this game, he said, you're not really going to miss Sundays that much. You're going to miss it a little bit, he said, but what you're probably going to miss the most is just being around the other players, just sitting around the locker room, just laughing, joking, the camaraderie, things like that. And I probably say when I stopped playing, that's what I probably missed the most okay. is just the camaraderie. Uh, the whole thing about the fame, I get where Cecil's coming from. And 
even to this day, people don't really recognize me by face. It's more so by name. I'll say, hey, what's going on? Stanford route. And then for a split second, it'll be kind of like, they'll, be, they'll have that look on their face like, what do I know that name from? Mm-hmm. And then it might come to them. It might not, whatever. But I'd probably say for me, I'd probably say I miss the camaraderie the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you miss the groupies too? <laughs> <laughs> we could be real on this podcast, man. Come on. I would. <laughs> <laughs> like no comment. Let me, let me, That's all right. I'm, me, I'm, I'm not gonna get you in trouble. No, let me think. <laughs> to be honest with you, no, I don't. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because groupies always for me. I'm I'm an egotistical person. I'll just tell you that right now. So for me, I always still at the end of the day want to feel like the girl likes me for me. Not just because I got a jersey on and a number and things like that. So okay. I always played the game of back when I was playing, I always played the game of never telling them anything about me as far as playing football. We'd mm-hmm. sit up and I'd be having a text conversation, something like that. And she'll be a, hey, how's your day going? I'd be like, oh man, I'm doing fine. Just about to leave work. I would always <laughs> refer to it as work. Okay. And then because I simply always wanted to see how they would treat me and how they would interact with me. So I was never the type of person to walk up to somebody and tell them, hey, Stanford route, I play for the Chiefs, I play for the Raiders, play for the Texans. That was never me. So I don't really miss that part much because I always kind of like took the uh, the line from Drake where he said, let him, let him see the Aston and let the rest surprise her. Okay. So that was always kind of like my, you know, own like little, you know, uh, I guess you could say mind trip or whatever you want to call it. So even now, I'll meet somebody and I tell them my name, things like that. But I won't say, hey, you know, look at me. Like, I actually do well for myself. I won't do that because I believe that people treat you differently once they know your occupation, once they know kind of like where you rank, like in the pantheon of things. So I'm almost the type that I want to see how you treat me at just face value rather than what you think I can do for you, who I am, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Admirable answer. <laughs> yeah. You do kind of look like genuine. So maybe that's who they thought you were. <laughs> I've heard that a time or two. Usually, for the most part, I've heard Usher. Okay. And and, and I despise both of them simply because, <laughs> and, and it's nothing to do with them. Like, obviously, you know, they're both successful. But, like, I just I always want to be me. I don't ever want to be uh, some sort of a metamorphosis type of uh type of mutation of somebody else. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, you know, you kind of remind me of so-and-so. I just want to be Stanford. That's it. But yes, I have been told that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's a good way to feel this way. How um, I guess you, uh, I guess don't want to, uh, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it. I guess. Um, Just spit it out. <laughs> no, no, what I was trying to say though was, um, no, no kind of getting to Le'Veon Bell, how he, you know, it seemed like he out in the open for real because recently he was robbed yeah. by his two girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. or two and, girls. And I, and I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna tell you something about that because I don't go nearly as much as I used to. Uh, but I used to go to Miami a whole lot. Okay. Because uh, you know my girl, she lived there, and so the thing is, man, I remember just dealing with you know a couple party promoters that I actually knew out there, things like that, and that. That's a lot of why you see so this happening to so many players because, like, I'm just like every every other ex-player. I'm just like every guy that plays in the league. You like to go out, have a good time, be around females, get, uh, get twisted, and get drunk. Okay. I understand that. But here's where, as a player, you have to understand this, that 
This is 2019. This is not 2009. This is not 1999 anymore. Females are getting smarter. There's a lot of females out here that have pimps. That's just the harsh reality of it. And so what you have to always be cognizant of is if you want to get lit, you want to get drunk, that's fine. But you got to be smart with it. And what I mean by that is if you're going to go out, you're going to hang out with some females, you still got to always be alert because they might try to slip something in your drink. And now the, the move now. Um, in America, especially in Florida, especially in Miami, the move now is female goes out with you. She gets you drunk. You go home. You might even you might knock her down. You might not. You might pass out because you're so drunk. Hmm. You wake up the next morning. All of a sudden, your chain that you had around your mm-hmm. neck, that's gone. Your jewelry's gone. Uh, what you had in the safe, that's gone. Some other things, maybe some shoes, cash, whatever you want to call it, that's gone. And so I think for players, you got to always be very cognizant that if you're going to get lit, just don't get drunk to where you pass out. You don't have any, any wherewithal what's going on. You're, uh, you're incoherent. And so to your point of thing, yeah, I, I remember when I read it about Le'Veon Bell and I'm like, I know exactly how this went down. Yep. <laughs> it could be worse too, man. You see that video of Neymar? Oh uh, yes, yes. Man, it's a cold game out here, man. They really yes. trying to get dudes. So yeah, and and so the thing, and so the thing for me is, I can tell you. See, I'm number one. I'm a paranoid person. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, I'm always on alert. So like, even at my house, I live in a gated community. I have cameras everywhere. So as soon as okay. I I can leave the I can literally go home and I can be at home at two o'clock in the afternoon by myself. The alarm is on. As soon as I leave the house, I set the alarm on away. As soon as I come home, I set I set the uh, the alarm on stay. And for me, I need to always feel some sort of protection. And I know that I hope that this is I hope that nobody's ever tried me before. I would like to believe that. But I can tell you, there have been numerous times I've gone out <laughs> and I may come back home not alone. Let's just say that. Okay. And as soon as I come in the house. I've been told this by a few different people that, Stan, I feel like your house is kind of like a prison or your house is kind of <laughs> like Fort Knox because like it's just, you know, it seems like it's just as soon as you walk in, you set the alarm, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. Because in case you want to try something, it's not going to go as smoothly as you think it is. And so the thing is for me, I, I don't think I've ever been drunk before. I know I've been lit. Um, I know I've been under the influence, but I don't think I've ever been drunk to the point to where I'm incoherent. I don't remember how last night went. Yeah. I just pass out with my clothes still on, things mm-hmm. like that. So me, I'm too much of a control freak for a female. Let me knock on wood here. <laughs> I'm too much. I'm too much of a control of a control freak for a female to really be able to get me like that. Okay. And I hope from, you know, here on out, I can maintain that same uh, that same success I've had in that uh, in that instance. Yeah. You should do some consulting, man. <laughs> you should talk to young players at some kind of pre-draft <laughs> talk meeting. Talk to well, yes. no, The thing <laughs> is, we have the symposium every year for all the drafted players. But, guys, you got to remember this. I'm 35. How old are you, Fig? I'm 30. How old 32. are you? 32. Okay, so imagine this. Imagine you are 21, 22, maybe even 20 if you, if you leave school early. Somebody just sinks seven figures into your pocket. And I now then come up to you and tell you how you need to act. A part of you is going to be like, okay, you know what I get? I, I'll respect your opinion, but F off. Exactly. Like, it's like, I know, the, it's I, like I, the plane listening to plane instructions. Exactly. Like, airplane. Exactly. Like, 
I'm a grown man. I'm a man now. I'm a millionaire. I really don't need you to tell me how to how to maneuver, how to spend my money, how to act whenever I'm away from the facility. So, yeah, trust me, I would love to talk to younger players. And I mean, I remember back when I was at the symposium, but as a young man and then now you're empowered because they give you a, such a large sum of money. There's a party that feels invincible. So you don't want to listen. And then also the thing is, and I and I don't know about uh, either of you, but I know for me, growing up, you almost look at females like they're innocent. They don't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, you know, just these nice, pretty creatures. And there's no possible way they could ever try to do anything to bamboozle you. That is bullshit. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you but the th- but so so what happens is you go in, eyes wide shut. They're not wide open. You think that, no, there's no way this girl would do this. She really mm-hmm. likes me for me. She yeah. thinks I'm actually cute. That's how even you get though, played. Even though I'm really ugly. <laughs> like, you know, this and the other. And then it, once it happens, then you now are on alert from that mm-hmm. point on. But for a lot of guys, they ought, they automatically want to believe this girl really likes me for me. Yeah. Even though there's a 90% chance that she doesn't. But that's what we want to think as men. So then all of a sudden the female plays you. Now you look like a fool. And now you actually learn from the error of your ways. But going in, man, that's very difficult to tell a young man. That's even difficult to tell a man my age how to live his life, how to do things a certain way. Because for all of us, we're testosterone driven. There's a part of us that feels like, I got this. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's what happens to a lot of young guys. Yeah. And I think, too, a lot of uh, people coming in the league, not all, but a lot, are kind of lame, kind of corny. Yes. Yes. So now yes. that they, you know, get this money and get the thing, <laughs> then they can get any girl they yes. want. So they like, hey, I'm, I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. You can always tell. You can always tell the guys that had success with the ladies before they got there. Yep. And you can always tell the ones that didn't until they got there you can always <laughs> yeah. tell because the ones that had a little bit of success it does not completely go off the rail off the rails but yeah. for the ones that never had no females and then all of a sudden they get to the league oh my goodness like i can give you so many examples of guys i've seen played by females just over and over and over and what a lot of it is and i hate to say this but where where it happens a lot is the fat boys mm. the o-line the d-line the big guys <laughs> that's what happens a lot that's what happened. The skill guys, it happens to them also. Yeah. But it happens in droves with the fat boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad, man. Speaking of yeah. which, supposedly dad bods are in style now, so we'll talk about that later on. Fat boys on the O-line, y'all might have a chance for y'all get to the league, but we'll see. Uh, so another question I have for you, because I did ask Cecil this too, and he said uh, the dumbest thing, the dumbest thing he ever, well, the most money he spent on the dumbest thing, basically. Uh, he spent $21,000, I think, on some phone posits. Or 12000 Or $12,000. Yeah, over $10,000 on some shoes. So speaking of dumb decisions that young players make, what was the dumbest thing you spent a lot of money on? The dumbest thing I spent a lot of money on. Wow. Uh, let me go ahead and think. Uh, yes, I do remember. This, okay, phone posits. I do remember once upon a time back in 2013, maybe, I think I spent twelve thousand on some Christian Louboutin snake skins. Okay. Or no, I think they were alligator skins, all white. Uh, that was pretty stupid. That was better than some phone posits. Um, <laughs> and he said he never wore them. He never <laughs> gave wore. them away. Yeah. 
Uh, let me think here. Some stupid. Um, let me see here. I know that back when I was much younger, I spent a lot of money on jewelry okay. that I probably shouldn't have done. Um, I'd probably have to go with yeah, jewelry and shoes. That okay. probably that that probably be the the safest bet. That's I'm pretty sure that would be everybody's dumbest <laughs> thing. Whoever makes yeah. a whole lot of money, honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's not too bad. Um, so this is a hip hop podcast, uh, Stanford. So we do have two questions. Number one, um, who are your top, who are your favorite rappers now? And who are your top five of all time? Okay, let me see here. I will go ahead and start off with, as for right now, obviously uh, I like Migos. Um, but right now, I would have to go with anything that is produced by QC okay. or, Me- or Metro Boomin. Okay. Um, I'm really, really into that into that Atlanta type of uh type of genre right now with the with a certain beat, the certain melodies that they have. So pretty much anything that Metro Boomin or QC or any of those guys are actually uh producing, I'm a fan of because I can always spot it on anybody's album or anybody's song when it's being produced by them. So I'd probably have to go with that probably being my uh my number one right now. Okay. And how about all time? All time. Let me see here. Lil Wayne, in no particular order. Yeah. And uh, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, and the fifth one, I probably have to go with, uh, man, you guys are really kind of putting me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth one, it would be. Um, Just don't say Drake. Oh, no, no, it wouldn't be Drake. <laughs> the fifth one, always no. hard, though. Yeah. Right. The fifth one, man, that it, it's, it's going to be a distant five. I can tell you that much. It's going to be a distant fifth place because nothing can really come off the top of my head right now. Mm. I'd say maybe from Houston, Scarface. I actually, <laughs> I actually never got into Scarface, oh, man. I actually man. never did. Um, uh, maybe somebody from that No Limit group. Okay, back BG. in the nineties. Yeah, no, No <laughs> um, Limit Master. I was about to say, yeah, nice. yeah, Still yeah, yeah, No Limit. Um, if I'm just kind of like just throwing names out there, I always like Mystical. Cause just simply his uh his rapping style. Okay. Um, Buster. Never really got into Buster. Nas. Nas. Yeah. Stillmatic. Okay. Um. Either or either, whatever it's called. That I I loved that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go ahead and go with Nas. Okay. We'll go ahead and go with Nas. Okay. Respectful list. <laughs> Safe but respectable. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back in the day how it was impossible to like Ether and like Jay Z at the same time. It was mm-hmm. the battle lines. It was a civil war, man. Yeah. You couldn't like it both. was. You couldn't get like any Nas this Jay Z, and yes. you was a Nas fan. You did not like Jay Z at all. I can tell you, like this, just being on the West Coast, just being just being somebody that speaks highly of Biggie on the West Coast, they almost kind of look at that like that out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Still, some to this day. Yeah, yeah and, I'm about to say. You see mm-hmm. people like Funkmaster Flex yep. who still don't like Tupac. Yeah, and and do not go on the West Coast. And well, obviously, there's not many people that are going to speak a negative word about Tupac. But do not go to the West Coast and not have Tupac in your top two or three greatest rappers of all time. Better be Nipsey and Tupac. Like, yeah, like seriously, like they will ar- they will argue you down. It damn near might even end in a fight. Like because yep. you know how dare you disrespect so and so? You know this that, and the other. So yeah, I, I trust me. I get what you're saying, Vic. Yeah. You hear that, Arian Foster? Don't go to the West Coast with those <laughs> Tupac hot takes talking about he ain't deep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Do not do that. 
Uh, you I say, still but, don't get that, man. I, I, I still, get what he I ca- meant. I tried to get what he was tr- trying to go with, but like I feel like he had some deep moments during that time too. Yeah. Who you talking about? Uh, we talking about Pac? Yeah. Yeah, I think Pac. I mean, Pac had a lot of deep moments, just in a lot of his songs that you could tell were kind of bef- they were before their time. You know what I mean? And pretty much, I mean, he's almost kind of speaking his death like into existence. Yes. And I really think that when you're living that type of life. I think you know it's. I think you know when it's coming, or that you know it is coming. Um, it, uh, just you know, kind of getting off topic a little bit. I remember, um, like Nipsey Hussle. Like, uh, I remember how they were basically uh, kind of rewriting, or should I say, reciting his last words whenever he got shot by uh, that guy. He basically said, like, "Hey, you got me. You know, you got me." Mm-hmm. And I think that man, whenever you're in that type of world, whenever you're in that type of environment, it's like. You almost know it's coming. You may yeah. not know when. You may not know it's going to come on Thursday or Tuesday or whatever. But you know that, like you know that Grim Reaper is like not too far away, which is like a very that's a startling feeling for me. Yeah, like I don't want to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, man. And it is creepy how and even to today, some of the things he talked about, like depression feeling that anxiety, feeling like somebody's out to get you. Yeah. That yeah. stuff that nobody was really rapping about at that time, man. Mm-hmm. It was all hardcore gangster shit. Yeah. It wasn't really until he really put that type of emotion out there. That's why I would say he was emotionally deep. Yeah. You know, he wasn't technically, you know, Pharaoh Monch or yeah. any yeah. Biggie even, but he was emotionally, I feel deep. But that's all. We had that whole debate already. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stanford, I know you got to get out here in a little bit. So let's get to these topics real quick. Here we go. Um, first off, let's talk about new releases. A lot came out. Honestly, I haven't been able to dig into all of it because it was some artists I didn't really care to check out. But <laughs> the biggest one since our last podcast was uh, Mr. Aubrey Graham. Drake himself is <laughs> a, a comeback. Come out. He finally released the uh, two songs he said he would release after the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. Um, they are called Omerta and Money in the Grave featuring Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was you guys thoughts and opinions when y'all first heard these tracks? I like that. Uh, Omerta. Yeah. I really like that joint a lot. I thought, um, like that was the one joint I played like a couple times, and um, he threw a little shot at Pusha T. He did I, a I, couple. Yeah, I caught that, but um, I thought it was a great joint. Money in the bank, I I ain't really care for. Really? Yeah, I ain't really care for that. I ain't really care for Rick Ross verse. Really? Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I listened to that like one time, but um, Omerta was a dope song. I like that. Okay, Stanford. Actually, I'm kind of like the opposite. I actually like uh, Money in the Grave uh, more than Omerta. But yeah, I, like I said, I don't think it's a you know classic or anything like that. I've only, I only listened to them, what maybe two or three times each, if yeah. that. Um, and I remember when I first saw it, it it, uh, it was being advertised on the internet like it was basically like uh like some sort of championship songs that were geared towards you know them winning the title. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally listened to it, I'm like, this really has nothing to do with. Toronto Raptors at all, yes. but um, but you know, because he released it the day right after they won. But like I said, I listened to it a couple times. I didn't think it was phenomenal. Thought it was pretty good. He had a couple nice lyrics over there on a uh, on Money in the Grave. Rick Ross's part was it was it was I. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll just go ahead and say that. But you know, I'm to the point now where Drake, he's more of just kind of like a phenomenon that 
he may not even be, he may not have as great a material as he once did, but because he's so big, because he's so polarizing, there's nobody that's going to come right out and publicly say, man, his album was trash. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he's so polarizing and, you know, we already know that all of Canada loves him. Like, man, his, <laughs> I'm, 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 man, I don't know about y'all, but his antics on the sideline at those, uh, <laughs> at those Toronto Raptors games, man, mm-hmm. they rub me the wrong way. So I just, okay. I look at him differently. And just the simple fact that he does that on Canadian soil, mm-hmm. but he didn't go to Milwaukee. Damn sure didn't go to Oakland uh, for the Golden State Warriors home games. And that right there to me, I'm just like, dude, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if he would have gone to those, uh, to Milwaukee and Oakland and actually went and been as demonstrative as he was in Toronto, yes. you know what? I give him respect. Like, okay, you know what? He's a fan. He don't care what nobody says. He just going to do him. But just the simple fact that he always does that on Canadian soil, but he don't come to America. I'm sorry, uh, the United States to do that. I kind of look at him as just kind of like, you know, just somebody just kind of putting on for uh, for the fans. That's actually a good point because uh, that's one thing that Spike Lee did do. He went to Indiana yes. mm-hmm. where everybody yeah. hated him. They were throwing stuff. They yeah. were, had signs dissing him. He yeah. went there. He was like, I support the Knicks no matter what. To be fair, reportedly, I believe the last game, um, the last game was yeah, in Golden State, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. The league apparently asked Drake not to come. Oh, really? For security reasons. That's now. Yeah. That's interesting. The way you word that, for security reasons. Explain. Basically, <laughs> it sounded like they thought the fans would get riled up and try to attack Drake possibly. Which sounds about right, because yeah. uh, the Oracle Arena is right beside the Oakland Coliseum and that black yes. hole, and yes, <laughs> those black hole fans, they do not play. And honestly, the reason why they would be wanting to attack him would be because of him being overly demonstrative True. on the sidelines. Like, if you're going to go and be a fan, that's fine. You're going to sometimes get up, yell, scream, cheer for your team. That's fine. I think most Fans can understand that, but it's just going over the line, talking, you know what, to the players, rubbing Nick Nurse, giving him a yeah. massage on the <laughs> sideline. And I think, and I think for for me, I think that uh, where Drake really crosses the line with a lot of players is how he talks so much trash to them, knowing that it's almost kind of like in that weird vortex where with fans they feel it's like going to the zoo. Where you can go ahead, you can stand behind that protective glass because you know what the zoo animals they can't attack you. And for basketball players, they can't attack him because if they do, then you know they're all of a sudden like a criminal. They're an animal. They're going after him as yeah. a fan, and they shouldn't do that. They got to have more self control. And I think he knows that he can get away with talking trash to them because they can't fire off at him. But if this is at a rec center, if this is at the YMCA, if this is just on a street corner. I don't think Drake is talking to those players who are six, seven, True. seven feet tall. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Draymond Green. I don't think he's talking to those players like that if he knows that it's not in a nice controlled setting like it is at Scotiabank. Yeah. And that's see, true. that's why I had a problem with it because I feel like if it was a regular fan on the sideline, they would be banned from the stadium. Yeah, of course. I think so too. So, so that, you know, you can't rub a coach. I, mean, I, I get it that you excited. You know, I understand you cheering and all that stuff, but you can't touch the coach. You can't no, touch the players. I agree completely. And I mean, apparently he's some sort of ambassador for that team as yes. far as like actually being on the payroll. So I get why they let him have that extra latitude as far as him doing that, because I forget who it was that was on TV talking. 
And I somewhat get it now. I don't agree with it, but I get it because with him doing that, he's actually building the mystique and actually building the fandom of the Toronto Raptors. And so now fans, people, everybody in Canada is now getting more behind the Raptors because they see him being kind of like the face of the organization or even just the face of like the uh, the fan nation. So I get it from a business standpoint because that's just making the, uh, the, the Raptors more marketable. That's true. Yeah. I think uh, the excuse about uh, security was kind of BS, honestly. Yeah. I think ultimately um, Adam Silver and the rest of the league just didn't want the focus to be on Drake. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If it didn't need to be. They, they would accept that he would be at the Toronto games, but they wanted the focus to be on the players. And I think yes. after that first game of the NBA Finals, they were like, okay, let's dial this down. Let's not <laughs> put him on TV like we usually do and cut to him at any point. Yeah, and so and if, if you ask me, that's that that would be the person I would talk to. Yeah. The cameraman. Tell the cameraman, exactly. hey, I don't care if Drake wants to pull his pants down and moon the crowd. <laughs> like, do not cut to him. Don't give him his TV time because Drake ain't stupid. Remember, yes. Drake used yeah. to be an actor before he became an entertainer. So he knows how to entertain. He knows that. He knows that if I go ahead and I do this to Clay Thompson while he's walking past me during a TV <laughs> timeout, he knows that the camera's going to catch it. If exactly. I go and I tell Draymond Green, you're trash, knowing that I would never say that's Draymond Green if, if we didn't have <laughs> 10 people standing in between us, he knows that the camera's on I me. Mean, he knows that they're going to pick that up. So all that's doing is that's just making him look that much more polarizing even if the players wind up disliking him, just like Jerry Jones always believes, there's no such thing as bad press and no such thing as, uh, you know, uh, any sort of bad press in the media. So all that's going to do is just make people talk about him more. And then what they're going to do, they're going to go and buy his album even more. They're going <laughs> to download his, his songs even more. So, I mean, in a way, I don't agree with it, but I get it from the Raptors standpoint and from Drake's standpoint. This is all about marketing. I agree. Yeah. Did you ever have a situation where a celebrity was rooting against you for whatever reason, was somewhat disrespectful or just kind of too demonstrative for your own good? Or I never had a celebrity that was rooting against me. I mean, I I would pretty yeah, I would you say played that, in Oakland. So. Yes, I would say that there's plenty of people that rooted against the Raiders. Yeah. Now, were they demonstrative with it? Did they go? Were they out of line? Nobody I can think of as far as a celebrity, but. You definitely, um, as a player, always remember certain fans that or hecklers that just may want to actually rile you up. So I remember that one guy um, back when I was in Oakland, he had a Twitter page at the time, and oh, his wow. name was his name on Twitter was I smashed your girl. That was his name on Twitter. That was his Twitter. <laughs> okay. And uh, and I remember he used to always just talk trash to me all the time, <laughs> and. I would go ahead and just turn the other cheek. I just, I'd be like, okay, you know what? I just ignore it. And I think, I think we had just lost to the Chargers to end the season, and we wound up losing the division because we lost that game to Tim Tebow of the Denver Broncos. Oh man! And he said something. Damn. I forget what he said. And I'll tell you like this: what I would do is, uh, I was the type of person that if you talk trash to me on Twitter, because you know that was the only social media platform at the time, that yep. and Facebook, I'm the type of guy. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to go to your page. <laughs> I'm going to look up and through your page. And whatever I can see through your pictures, maybe something that you tweet, this, that, and the other, I'm going to fire back at you with it. So I remember he said some some hot shit to me. And 
and I was just like, because the season had just ended, I'm like, you know what, like, man, like, F this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go ahead and just let this guy have it. And I remember he said something about his daughter and his uh, and his baby mama. He said, I forget what it was, but it was something about daughter, baby mama. I was like, okay, you know what, boom, boom. And so um, I then got on Twitter and I said, at I Smashed Your Girl needs to worry less about me and more about paying child support oh, for damn. his daughter. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, no, no, that's what it was. Okay, I remember it now. He said, I said that he, and he said he needs to worry more about paying child support and less about people that live a lifestyle the likes of which he'll never achieve. Oh, wow. That's what that's I said. Cool. You put a LeBron. Yeah. And so, and I, it bothered him so much. It bothered him so much. He changed his bio to trying to live a lifestyle the likes of which I'll never achieve. He changed his <laughs> he changed his bio to that. You gave him what he wanted. Yeah, the yeah. attention. That's what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, and um, it got so bad because what I would do is I was the type of person that I would say some hot shit to you, and then I'd block you. Oh damn! Mm. And so it got <laughs> Dang, so that's the worst. It man. got yeah, it got so bad that he started going and telling all of his friends to tweet me. Of course, that, because he couldn't get to me. So then, like, yeah, it just man, it just became just one big just mess. But you know, like I said, it it, it comes with the territory. But but to your point, I can't think of any celebrity that's ever rooted against me in a disrespectful, demonstrative way. Because like I said, if somebody's a Broncos fan or they're Chargers fan, or yeah. Chiefs, you know, whatever, like. They have a right to be a fan of whoever they want to be a fan of. So you can't take offense to that. But some people do take it further than it should go. And definitely, man, Drake's one of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you played in Oakland, so E40 had your back. So. Oh, yeah. Him and MC Hammer. And, uh, and Ice Cube. And Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. Huge Ice Raiders Cube fan. Raiders yep. fan. Yep. Huge Raiders fan. Yes, sir. Um, so going back, I know we got way off topic. But that was a funny uh, story. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Drake songs, man, I'll give my quick thoughts on it. Uh, I did agree that Money in the Grave was the best song to me. Omerita was good, but it's I don't see myself replaying it over and over again. It was one of those stream of conscious Drake songs like 6 a.m. in Dallas, yeah. and 9 a.m. in wherever, where it's cool to listen. Toronto. Exactly. <laughs> it's cool to listen to in the moment, but after a while, it's like, ah, it's played out now. Money in the Grave is hard, man. The beat's hard. And see, that's where I, I that's where I'm at now in 2019. Like I'm a beat guy. Yeah. Like if you got a nice up tempo beat, like I'm already about 60% in. Just I off agree. just off the beat. That's just me. I agree. Yeah, that played a major part in 2019. Exactly. Yeah. So that song was good to me. Rick Ross was all right. I didn't think he was bad. His verse, his delivery was not as uh, sounding yeah. as I wanted yeah. it to be. Uh-huh. But the the lyric, what he was saying, like it, it was typical Ross shit. It was good. You know, I didn't think he underdelivered, but I did think his song on uh, the Pusha T album was better, though. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him that much. Uh, more things that came out this week, man. Um, the I want to say long awaited, but this dude has only been famous for about a couple months now. <laughs> Lil Nas X. <laughs> oh, yeah. Made the song everybody and their mama has heard by now. <laughs> um, Old Town Road. He came out with an EP, and this is an actual EP yeah. in that it probably clocks in under 15 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. It is an actual EP, short selection. Song. It's called Seven, but there's more than seven songs on it, so I don't know why he called it that. Um, Figgy, I know you heard this. People were calling this man a one-hit wonder, saying he could no way he could follow up Old Town Road, which has been at number one on the Billboard for about 11, 12 weeks now, mm-hmm. so setting records. 
Yeah. Um, do you think this EP lived up to the expectation? Um, I think so. I think it did. Um, it wasn't a bad EP at all. I was surprised how um different it was because it was because with the all we heard was the old town road. So I wasn't sure what type of rapper he was. I wasn't sure if he was like a trap rapper yeah. or what. But um, to me, I, I know you rolled your eyes at me a little earlier, but I see a lot of Kid Cudi in him a little bit. <laughs> I did mm. roll my eyes. I'm going to have to go ahead and download this when I get home. I did not know that he came out with one today. He did. Yeah. But, I, th- I think for me, I think that much like Cardi B, I think that they fell into Old Town Road's Old Town Road the same way Cardi fell into Bodak Yellow. I agree. I don't think that yeah. they thought it was going to be this type of phenomenon. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think they thought it was going to be good, but not explode like this. To me, I think uh, with Lil Nas X, um, like I said, I'm rooting for the kid. Obviously, you know, I follow him on Instagram. A lot of people always want to try to, you know, come at him about maybe like, you know, some of his uh, sexuality or perceived sexuality. I really wow. don't. I really <laughs> I really don't give a damn. Did y'all you know, see that? Yeah, I didn't. They tried to make him... Um, I guess I don't know if it was like a page or what, but people try to make him come out the closet. Yeah, trying to get him to come out the closet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Whoa. seriously. And I mean, me, I don't care what he does. I don't care who he likes, man. Hey, just make good music and do your thing, young buck. Because I think what is he, 18, 19, 20? Nah, he's a uh, twenty-two-ish. Yeah, like kid is young. Like yeah, they need to stop young. coming to that guy like that. But I think that they fell into it. I think that they did not expect Old Town Road, Old Town Road, to explode the way it did. Me personally. And I hate to say this, I really, really do just for my own race. But what takes Old Town Road to a neck to the next level is Billy Ray Cyrus's part. True. Because yeah. I've heard the part of just the uh the uh the, the regular one without him. Mm-hmm. And Billy Ray Cyrus, obviously, because you know, he's been in the game longer, got more experience. Obviously, you know, he knows a little bit more what he's doing. That's what takes it to the next level. And I think that I to me, I look at Lil Nas X as more of like a alternative type of singer more like maybe country music a little bit of you know pop something like that he's not a he's not an atlanta trapper he's not you know what i mean i think that anybody who expects to hear that whenever they listen to his songs they're going to be disappointed just off of just wrongly uh putting him in a certain type of box i agree man yeah he he had the rock song on there he had pretty much a song for every genre Mm -hmm. yeah he had hard rock soft rock country Typical rap, trap yeah. sounding stuff. He, he's yeah. trying to conquer all the charts. Harmonizing. So. Yeah. so that's why I'm like, damn, this kind of remind me of Cuddy a little bit, but I don't want to put him up there that quick. No, no, no. But <laughs> to me, he like a younger, uh, I guess, poor man's Cuddy right now. I'll take at that. The moment. No, yeah. Playboy Cardi is like a, a poor man's Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like a poor man's Playboy Cardi right now. <laughs> but he'll get there. He'll get there. Um, I listened to the EP. Uh, some of it I couldn't get through. Uh, a couple of the rock songs, I was like, uh. <laughs> nah, man. I, I do like Rodeo. Rodeo is probably going to be the follow-up single. Cardi B. Um, it's a country-sounding song, but it has that trap sound again. He's rapping with the country accent. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like Cardi on it. And this goes into my Cardi hot take of the week. <laughs> I think we need a break from Cardi B rapping for a little bit. She's not going to give you one. And I, I know. Th- and I think you guys know why. Because of H-Town. Yep. Megan coming. Yeah. That, she, <laughs> she's not going to give us a break. And I mean, I get why she's not because 
She doesn't want to get, she doesn't want the same thing to happen to her, what she basically did to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. So she's going to make sure that she stays in our faces and she's going to continue to strike while this iron is hot. Yep. Stay on everybody's I shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree, but I just wish for my ear's sake yeah. that she took a little bit of a break. I get it. Um, I feel like she drops too much music. She's too visible. She's always around talking about her haters, talking about having some new song that sounds just like the old song. Um, nothing really catchy catching on yet. She's probably going to drop an album this year. I don't know, but it seemed like she's gearing up to do something like that. So I just wish she took a little bit of a break. Um, let us miss her a little bit. Even Nikki takes some breaks here now and again, like mm-hmm. really since that, uh, that, uh, Takashi six, nine song, she had to really put a whole lot out. Yeah. So at least she took a little and break. She too. took a long break. Yeah. yeah she like did. far as albums. And that's what kind of opened the door. That's for true. Cardi. So I think yeah. I think Cardi's got so many people in her ear and it might even be offset just basically reminding her, hey, yeah. don't let these other girls actually gain some steam and actually gain some traction on you. So she's going to do her best to try to continue to stay in the forefront. I mean, like Cardi was over there performing like what was it a few weeks after her latest uh liposuction surgery or something yes. like that had to basically go and cancel. Um, I forget how many performances she had upcoming but had to cancel them because she couldn't do it. And it's like anybody that's had surgery, like you can't just go and get off the uh the operating table and then go yes. go to the nearest stage and start <laughs> twerking, you know, for for all the crowd. You know, but I but I think that's what it is. I think she feels that heat from Meg the Stallion coming. Yep. I agree. And Meg mm-hmm. natural too. She ain't got no fake abs on her yeah. like yeah. Cardi does. So. Oh yeah. That's and that H Town. She like totally different too, man. She, she in school. Like, you saying yeah. she's smart and Cardi dumb? No, <laughs> I mean you're right. No, she. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say she. She's she. She and seemed the, a little smart. Yeah, and the thing is, man, like when you actually listen to Cardi talk, like in her videos, interviews, it really shows that okay, you know what? This person talking right here is not exactly the same person that's rapping. And so that's what makes you really kind of think, okay, you know what? Does she have a little bit of a ghostwriter? Not to say, like, I mean, if she does, who cares? Mm -hmm. But it's just little things like that that makes you sometimes be like, okay, you know what? Now I can kind of see, like, there's a difference between the the reality and the entertainer. Where versus Meg Thee Stallion, just like what Fig said, like, it seems like that's just her. Like, that's just who she is. Even though, you know, like I said, yeah, she's apparently uh, very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the Joe Budden pull-up episode with Meg. Okay. And, um, like I said, she she wasn't talking to all that finesse niggas and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. She was like real positive and real smart to the point. It's like you ain't even like the stuff you rap about is not you. <laughs> like so, you know, I I think she's just using what um was working right now. But she a real smart girl. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of rappers do that. Jay Z did that. Jay-Z came in talking about some 5%er, you know, <laughs> yeah. Nation of Islam shit when he was with Jazz O. Then he saw that the flossy Puff Daddy rap was popping, so he turned into that rapper. Same thing with Nas. Nas yeah. came out with the Illmatic, and then this next album, it was written, was way different. Yeah. So I, people ride what's popular, but they go back to their roots, and I think uh, Meg will do that, too. She'll get to, you know, more yeah. more than just shaking ass songs, but yeah. we'll see. Um, since we talked about Nicki Minaj, she had a new release as well, a song called Megatron. Um, I don't know what she's going on with all this nerd stuff. She had Chun Li last album, mm-hmm. now she has Megatron. 
And this ain't that have nothing to do with Transformers, so I don't know. <laughs> I was just I about to say, what, is, is that some sort of tribute to Calvin Johnson or something? That's I what know. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she might throw a Calvin Johnson reference Shoot. in there. It would have been funny if you'd popped up in that video randomly. <laughs> but uh, I did hear this song. The video, if you have to listen to this song, watch the video because Nicki looked good in the video. Okay. But right. um, Biggie, know. you heard the song. What do you think about it, man? Um, I think it's a typical Nicki song, man. Like I've been saying for years, all her shit starting to sound the same, and you know, I think that with a lot of entertainers now. Yeah, it was to the same. It was catered towards women more to me. So, um, to me, it's it's nothing different. It's a, it's a cool song. I feel like that song would pop more in New York because they got that it got that Caribbean feel to it, but. To me, I mean, it's cool. It's not a whack song. A lot of, I think a lot of people hate her. Yeah. So they, whatever she put out, would mm-hmm. be whack to them. Yes. But it's a cool song. But you know, like, I don't know. It, it's nothing different though. To me, what I'm starting to see so much in just the hip hop culture and just even in, in all in rap is that I think a lot of these people sound alike yeah i think a lot of just the melodies they sound like because like i said you know the metro booming that qc out there in atl they got their own sound they got their own style and i love it but as far as like just these rappers <laughs> all of these new age rappers to me if you close your eyes they pretty much all sound the same true or they're rapping about the same thing nobody's really setting themselves apart it seems like everybody's kind of staying in the same lane because once again, you know, through social media and just now this new generation, that's what they're looking for. So all of these guys are going to stay within that lane. And for somebody that's older, part of an older generation, I like somebody who's going to actually go ahead and actually, you know, force new barriers. Somebody's actually going to go push the envelope. And I think that I still would, I still listen to so much 90s, early 2000s music over R&B, hip hop, rap, all of that, because a lot of these new age guys, I like the beats, but man, like when you hear the lyrics, it's just kind of like the same thing over and over, just throughout all of them. That's one of my, uh, that's one of my biggest gripes about this new generation. I agree. Yeah, and and it's kind of funny because I do feel like um we are gonna eventually just go full circle <laughs> because I was thinking about the Lil Nas X EP. Um, aside from uh Cardi B's verse where she said nigga a few times. It's a clean album. Like, mm-hmm. there's no cursing on it. And this is probably going to be probably the highest charting EP of the year just because of Old Town Road, which is another yeah. clean song. No, nothing bad in it. Yes. I think people will eventually peep game, and then we will move away from the lean and opioids <laughs> and all this shit. I'm not saying it's going to go away, but I'm just going to say, like, clean rap will be popular again somehow mm-hmm. when they realize that you can actually sell to all audiences this way rather than just the adult yeah. audience and kids who ain't supposed to be listening to it. Yeah. So, so so people be going to uh, elementary schools. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You know what? That's an interesting take because, yeah, going full circle and everything coming back to the, having the clean rap, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I do see something like that happening. I think that with so much of, of just social media, a lot, of, a lot of these young kids and even the ones at the high school that I coach at, I think that that almost kind of makes them feel more like a man using yeah, the curse words, exactly. using you know, using that uh that that ratchet type of language. So I hope I hope that actually does provide a template to actually show people that you know what you can't sell records, you can't actually have a lot of success from still having clean rap. Because man, I tell you, 
early in the morning, I remember Warren Sapp told me this years ago, like, and I'm now to this point to where early in the morning, we'll get up about six, seven, eight o'clock. Man, I can't listen to all that mm-hmm. <laughs> early yeah. in the morning. I can't. I'm the same way. Like, I can do it a little <laughs> bit, afternoon, nighttime, from, you know, going out to a club, going to a bar, something like that. But man, like in the morning time, oh my goodness. I can't do yeah. that. Yeah, you Earth, Wind, and Fire or something, Yeah, like man. my ears can't, they just can't take that like they used to. So yeah, I yeah. hope I hope that they do go back to uh back to clean rap. Yeah, I'm, I'm that way when it comes to like rappers who use a bunch of auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this. Like it's, <laughs> it's a turn off, man. Like as yes. like, soon as the songs start and you hear that, oh, that auto-tune, it's just like, nah, man, like I don't feel like it right now. Yes. Like you got to be in a certain mood to listen <laughs> to that shit. I agree. <laughs> Well, well, that's actually a great transition talking about new rappers because um, the yearly XXL is suddenly relevant again. <laughs> Time of year is now. Um, XXL Magazine pub- published their 2019 freshman class. They've been doing this for, I want to say, going on 10 years plus now. And this year's class is 11 artists, a lot of which I haven't heard of, but we'll name them anyway. Um Comenthazine, Tierra Wack, Da Baby, Lil Mosey, Roddy Rich, YBN Corday, YK Osiris, Rico Nasty, Gunna, Megan Thee Stallion, and Blueface. <laughs> so tell me of of the rappers y'all have actually heard of on this list because I don't know who the hell Comenthazine is or Roddy <laughs> Rich really. But um, what did y'all think about this list? Do y'all think anybody is missing? Do you think it's a decent roundup? What do you think? This is probably the most people I know on the SSL uh, freshman list in years. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, same here. Yes. Uh, I mean, I heard the. I know the the baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, YBN Corday because he messing around with the uh, tennis chick. Yeah. The Asian Naomi ten- Osaka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I gave her a little grief about that, but. <laughs> Once I heard this music, I'm like, ah, it's not that bad. I don't follow her, man. I don't care. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm petty like that. Yeah, but um, her the gunner, Meg, uh, Meg of course, and Blueface. So, um, I mean, just guessing, I feel like they got it right. Yeah. Because I know most of them on here, but yeah. <laughs> I would say they got it. My, my only thing with the XXL list, I feel like they put people on who are two years too late sometimes. Yeah. And some people on who are clearly just going to be one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Blueface, I like yeah, Tatiana. Tatiana cool. Um I like that other one, uh Dead Lokes. But I feel <laughs> like he's not going to be around long. I feel like this is a, Well, let's be fair. Okay, this is all label politics right yes, here. Of yeah. course. It's not like a editor team of editors is really saying, "Okay, who deserves to be on it?" It's yeah. Payola basically. Yeah. But um, that being said, Blueface, like, come on now, man. He, I don't yeah. think he's dropped an album. He's t- he sh- really shouldn't be on there. And Gunna should have been on there probably last year or the year I agree. before. He's been around for a minute. Uh, Megan is cool. The uh, baby's been around for a little bit too. Rico Nasty's been around for a. She should have been on probably two, three years ago. Honestly, okay. she's been around for a minute now. Um, Tierra Whack, I heard is cool, but I haven't really gotten into her. Um, everybody else I don't really know enough about, but I'm just saying like they wait too long for some of these artists and some of these people, they're not freshmen, whatever you would call it, hip hop freshmen. They put out albums. They put out several Mm mixtapes. They've been popping for a minute now. It's not like you're breaking somebody new. They've been around. Yeah. So that's my only gripe with it, but (laughs) 
I don't really care. Let me ask both of y'all this. Who's been around longer, uh, Gunner or Lil Baby? Um, well, this is not Lil Baby. It's Lil Baby yeah. and the Baby. The baby two is different, different people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. But who's been around longer, Gunner or Lil Baby? I want to say they came out around the same yeah, time. Honestly, that, that's what I'm thinking. Cause yeah, because because if Gunner's on there, then I th- I think Lil Baby should be on there because I remember ever since uh I remember I was in New York when I first heard it, um uh the one with Drake. Uh, yes. Oh uh, God, what's the uh, y- Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then all of a sudden, then I started listening to a little bit of Ghana because uh, Metro Boomin had that album. What was it called? Uh, not all, not heroes all heroes wear, wear capes. capes. Yeah, and it was uh, Space Cadet. Yeah, I really, that really, hard. I really like Space Cadet. And then all of a sudden, I think it was on somebody's stories on Instagram where all of a sudden I came across the baby, and it was first Shug. And then it was uh, what else? What else after that was um, it, and then oh no, before Shug, it was with Offset. What was it? Babysitter. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking because if Gunner's on there, then and little baby came out around the same time, I would put little baby on there also. I agree. He should yeah. have been on last year. I'm looking up. Apparently, he he tried to make a pitch to be on last year. He didn't make it. But it is weird that he didn't make it and Gunner did this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because they on the same is they yeah. On the YSL same label? Young Thugs label. Oh, okay. So, well, little baby. Um, is he with? Uh, I thought he's with QC. Yeah, I thought so is too. Is he? I, they I, put out similar mixtapes. Yeah, so you're mean, right. They had the, um, I thought I thought set. I thought Gunna and Lil Baby were with uh, QC. Me too. I could be wrong. I thought I mean, they yeah, were YSL. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Okay, like you're that. right. No, you're right. They are quality control. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm just wrong on that. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It, like it's I said, politics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is, but whatever. Gunna got on. It's cool. But like I said, a couple years too late. Um. Other things that happened, we talked about Cardi B. Um, she's a little bit in a little bit of trouble right now. Yes. Um, 14 counts. Indicted on 14 car on 14 charges, two felony counts, I believe, in um, connection with a incident that happened in a New York strip club. Oh, yeah. Um, I know exactly. What Nicki Minaj about. talked about this when she was going at uh, Cardi B. Apparently, allegedly... Um, Cardi B hired somebody to assault two women <laughs> at a strip club because they were the ones that Offset cheated with. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, this that. was in New York. Yeah, I thought oh, it was yes. in Atlanta. Uh, no, no, it was okay. in New York. Okay, it was in New yeah. York. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So um, TMZ reported this. Uh, Cardi B wrote this whole thing talking about how she has no criminal record and she's wasting time. Uh, people are wasting time and money on this. Also interesting, apparently she rejected a plea deal in which she could have basically uh, got out with no jail time if she just, you know, probation, basically. She uh, turned that down and now she was uh, indicted on all these charges. So I want to I don't know why she turned down. the. I was just about to ask that. Why she turned down probation? No idea. No idea. Maybe uh, because they would have probably stopped their tour or money or something. I don't think so. Do you think it, maybe it could have been that they wanted her to actually plead guilty and maybe she just didn't want to plead guilty, have it on her, her permanent that record? Could, that's probably it. Now that I'm thinking about how she's talking about how she has no criminal record, she probably just doesn't want to have anything on there, especially if she, if she thinks she's innocent. So, but that is, I mean, that's light. Um, I'm looking at to, the plea deal would have given her a conditional discharge in turn to pleading guilty to a single misdemeanor. 
But if she did anything, like got caught probably with any drugs or anything, she would have been in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she smokes a lot and don't want to worry about that. And we know Offset does. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the contact how would be bad enough. <laughs> so uh, do y'all think that there's a chance that Cardi B might be sent to prison? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but given how the justice system works in this country with certain people of a certain skin tone or certain race background, I've seen plenty of instances that have lead that would that lead me to believe that that is possible because let's go ahead and remember, and we'll take this to my genre, how mm-hmm. there's a certain guy that he plays quarterback and throws the ball. There's a, for a team that wears black and yellow that was pretty much kind of taking yep. it from yeah. women Right. And <laughs> never saw the inside of jail cell. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Michael Vick fighting dogs yep. <laughs> two years. Classical Burris shoots himself in the leg. Doesn't shoot anybody else. Shoots himself in the leg and two years going to the uh, penitentiary. So yep. because of that, that's why I'm not positive that she will not see any jail time. I hope she doesn't. but um, And I don't think she will. But I can't definitively say that uh, that she won't. Because of that. Okay. Figgy, why do you think she'll avoid jail time? Because it's Cardi B. I feel like they invested way too much in her. I feel like, the la- uh, if anything, the label probably step in and try to get That's her off. That's what I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, they'll pay whatever just to, you know, keep her out of jail. Uh, they ain't going to let her. It's not like a Remy Ma situation. Yeah. So I think they'll, um, I think they'll step in and make it go away. Okay. Get Olivia Pope or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's always an Olivia Pope somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Lurking in the shadows. There's always one. For sure. Yes. Um, giving Jasmine some time. The lovely Sorry. Jasmine has joined us again. Um, let me turn on your mic real quick. Hold on. Oh. Hi. Right, you good. How you doing, girl? I'm How you doing? Good. Working I'm well. hard. Sorry I'm late. It's all good. Super late, actually. It's all good. Nice to meet you. Nice sir. to meet you too. I'm Stanford. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are y'all talking about? We're talking about Cardi B being indicted on 14 charges. Oh, wow. Um, in connection with that strip club fight where uh-huh. she apparently uh, hired a hit on the women who were cheating with Offset or Offset cheated with. And, yeah, she's a little bit of trouble now. So I don't do know how think- to feel about this. This is news to me. I'm, okay. I've not been in tune with reality today. Yeah, no, it's all good. Ain't this got... Ain't that kind of stupid to hire a hit on the women who offset cheated with, though? Yes, <laughs> but I mean, it's Cardi. Is this something like she would do, honestly? Bruh, <laughs> bruh, she said in her song that she likes ends that have been in and out of jail. Yep. And she like, was dating someone. Yeah. So, like, that yeah. mean, that lets you know yes. right there where her mindset is as far as how she views the world. But I do know plenty of people that their significant other, I know men and women, that their significant other can cheat on them and then they will get mad at the person that they cheated with yep. and not their significant other. I wish I had that significant other. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be the fact that she was a stripper. She knows how strippers are. Yeah. And maybe there's that. some kind of stripper code of conduct where you just don't smash you know another stripper's mine. man. Exactly. Okay. And it could be she violated. Maybe they had a history. I don't know. But there might have been something personal there. I don't think yeah, it was just. it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but even then, like, that's just more like even just the girl code and man code. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody that you know of or somebody you're friends with. Obviously, anybody that they've ever dealt with or especially currently, like, they should be off limits. You know what I mean? But yeah. 
not everybody abides by that same code. I mean, I can give you, I can give you a story from uh from my days out in Oakland that okay. uh <laughs> that basically fit based uh everything of what we're talking about. Um, there's a guy I played with that was smitten by this female, smitten by. Her. <laughs> okay. And let's just go ahead and say that she may have been passed around a little bit by the <laughs> on the other side of the so ball collection plate. Um, and he played he played on the offensive side. And let's just say that a couple of us on the defense side knew her. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I remember it, to this day, I had pictures of the girl in my phone. Oh, and when I finally found out that who she was dating, because she denied it for so long, I then find out because apparently because they uh, they wound up getting married. Oh, wow. And oh, man. One of my teammates introduced me to this girl. Mm-hmm. And the same teammate who introduced me to the girl, he actually wound up having sex with her three weeks before the wedding to our oh, other man. teammate. Oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can tell you, so many people on the team knew about this. So many people knew. Because, but nobody told him because they knew he was the type that he is going to find every excuse he can in the book to blame the other guy. Every excuse. you could. He could walk into a room right now, and they're married. They're mm-hmm. happily married, got kids and everything right now. Wow. He can walk into a room right now and see you having sex with his wife. He will swear that you're raping her or that mm. you or, to, or that you date drug. You date uh you date drugged her. Damn. That's oh wild. yeah. Damn. Seriously. Man. That's wild. No question. I'm telling you. This man a lover boy. I don't know how <laughs> to say it. That's that's no she like. No, but yes, no, I got one. I got one. I'm telling you. I don't even know how you live with your conscience though. Like as a woman, like how how do you how do you face your husband that way? I just don't understand that. I think, but as a woman, just like as a man, you know who you're dealing with. You've been dating somebody. You've been with them for a year or two. You know who you're dealing with. You know if they're the type that you can easily go and pull the wool over their eyes. You know if they're the type that you obviously can't, uh, that you can't bamboozle them. You know who you're dealing with. And I think she knew. She knew who she was dealing with. And she knew that he's the type that she can go ahead and get away with murder, basically, because from what I understand, they were really good friends before this. And he really had a crush on her all throughout the years of their friendship. So then one day he hits her with, the, you know, I can't be friends with you anymore because, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, yeah, so, so he had to sit by and watch all of her previous boyfriends. And from what I understand, they were all athletes. They were all football oh, players. So she finally just found the sucker that she was looking for. <laughs> Damn. Um, I'll give Sound you like Drake, baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'll give you one other quick story. I remember her college boyfriend wound up going to the league as well. And I can tell you like this, man. There was a certain game that we played back in 2010. It was in December. And we're playing against a team that had her ex-boyfriend <laughs> from college the guy that she slept with three weeks before the wedding because he got traded to this team. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Her husband is on my team, the Raiders. And mind you, I had the girl's phone number. Me and her text several times. And just to put it bluntly, I just simply never got around to it. I'll just go ahead and just say it like that. I just, (laughs) yeah, I just simply just never got around to it. Yeah. Basically, I had pictures of the girl on my phone. Oof. So imagine this. She's in the stands watching the game. Mm-hmm. So I'd be terrified. College, college boyfriend, 
guy she slept with three weeks before the wedding to her husband, who's on the other team, and myself. And I'm just over there on the sidelines whenever the offense is out there on the field, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, like, I cannot believe all this is going on. And I'm just (laughs) thinking to myself, like, I wonder what she's thinking because I'm wondering the same thing. But knowing her, she probably took it as a badge of honor. Man, no one hurt. It's all Damn. good until she's stacked up money from all of you into the savings account, <laughs> and she was just waiting to have kids with this man and dip. Damn, like, could that type of stuff uh, distract the team? <laughs> like, could that mess up a, a locker room? It can. It can mess up a locker room if if the players allow it, because everybody kind of knew what the deal was. Nobody really. It really didn't affect that much because we all knew it. He didn't know because he's the type, honestly. He'd come up to the facility with a shotgun. He's that type. Oh, He's going to blame everybody except her because there's not, there's no way he can actually fathom her actually, you know, the precious little gem that she is. There's no way he could fathom her actually doing something like that. Um, I do think that, yes, that can wreck a team. I do believe that. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not saying this happened, but I remember last year when the Rockets were giving it to the Warriors in the Western mm-hmm. Conference Finals, I thought – there was something going on on the Warriors when they were losing to the Rockets the way that they were losing. Not because they were losing, but the way they were losing. And then I remember after the NBA Finals, after they went and swept the Cavs, I remember Sean Livingston, he actually went and he tweeted. He said, shout out to Steve Kerr for putting up with all of our bullshit. I don't know what happened on the Warriors. Was that the first year they got KD? No, this was last year, the second second championship. So I'm not saying that there was any sort of infidelity going on on the team, but what I'm simply saying is whenever there's something going on with the players, it can affect the team morale and it can affect the product that's on the court or the field. Yeah, I remember what David. I think David West he said did. the same thing. Yeah, he said that exactly. People had no yeah. idea. Yeah, what that happened. too. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. And so it I, was a sweep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that there was any sort of infidelity. At least I hope it wasn't. But I'm saying that anytime there's some tor- some sort of turmoil going on on that team, on a team, it can affect the product on the field, on the court, the baseball diamond, whatever you want to call it. Somebody looking at Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she lonely this year. Nobody was messing with her. They learned a lesson. <laughs> she missed that male attention now. Um, so that's a good a, a good transition to our next topic. Stanford's dope with the transitions, by the way. He should be the host of the show. Yeah. But uh, that transitions into our relationship topics we have for this week. And Stanford, Ooh. I know you got a, you got things to do. So if you got to run, that's cool. No, but... no, no. no. Actually, no. Um, I just got a text message. I, I can. Uh, I'm I'm good for a little while longer. Okay. okay, the cool. plane okay. got delayed. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. It's going to be juicy here. So, uh, I know y'all seen this whole LeVar Ball thing. Oh, um, yes. Alonzo <laughs> uh, Ball, his son, got traded from the Lakers to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and, of course, everybody ran out to see what Daddy Ball had to say. Oh, you know it. <laughs> and he was immediately on first take the next day. Um, he he talked his typical stuff, talking about, oh, the Lakers ain't never going to win nothing. It's the worst decision they ever made. They should have had all three of his sons on their <laughs> team. That way they would have got a championship going. Um, they, they He could have said all this, um, but that kind of went under the radar because there was one oh, yeah. comment, oh, yeah. one comment that got everybody's attention. And uh, Molly Karam at, at one point in the discussion uh, said, let's switch gears for a second. And LeVar Ball said, you can switch gears with me anytime. And 
she she uh took a pause and she was like, let's stay focused here. Um, Stephen A. Smith was like, oh my lord, because he knew what <laughs> just happened. Yeah, yeah, he knew what just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly after this, ESPN put out a statement saying that um what Lavar Ball said was completely inappropriate. And the next day, a report came out saying that he has basically been banned from the TV station. You're not going to have him on yeah. at any point soon for any reason gotcha. right now. So, um, go first. I just want to get <laughs> what, because I, I understand there are certain things you can't say in the public on a TV show in a professional setting. But, and we can start with you, Jasmine. How do you feel about flirting, period? Especially like workplace flirting because i feel like this comment was typical workplace male to female bullshit what what did you think about this um the comment my comment first mind would have just been like oh okay like it wasn't anything too crazy it wasn't appropriate but i don't know their relationship so like if they were cool off air or they knew each other i don't think they are seeing that that's a little too much because you don't know that woman you don't know how it's not the time for that in the Me Too movement to just be throwing <laughs> stuff out like that. But if it were someone that, um, you know, they had a relationship with um, outside of work, like they were cool or they have, you know, communicated before, I wouldn't see anything wrong with it. Um, I see the complaints, though, just because it's on air. That's just not something you really say during a broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all were just talking like shooting, whatever, like then I can understand that. But he didn't even know that woman then. Yeah, not really. I can understand. I get it. I, <laughs> Plus, I, her husband is Jalen Rose, and he's oh, also yeah, works on the station. See. So, and see, yeah. that's and she's wor- married. Like, I, I that was yeah. another question. Like, does she have a boyfriend? Is it a known man? Like, yeah. do we, yeah, no, <laughs> it's not a cool. It's not cool. See, I remember watching it live, and as soon as it <laughs> happened, I'm like, somebody's gonna make a big deal out of this. Yep. And for me, And just like what you just said about the Me Too movement, that's what that's what so much of this is now about in our society. Mm-hmm. And he, all he did was repeat what she said. That's all he did. He just she just said, "Hey, Stanford, switching gears." Okay, well, Jasmine, you can switch gears with me anytime. Yeah. Well, all I did was just reiterate what you told me. So where I come out on it is, I think that obviously ESPN. They're going to ban him off all platforms. I think Molly probably went to, you know, the vice president, president, whatever, and made her stance on how she feels about this. So I, for one, don't think it's that big of a deal because all he did was recite what she said to him. So if Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman says, okay, switching gears, switching gears, Lamar. And he said, man, you switch gears with me anytime. Is that they're gonna ban? Is, is, are they gonna ban him from that? And see, because, that's the thing too. Like, because the thing is, is that okay? So they would automatically assume, oh man, he's just kind of just joking around, being his being his normal self. Well, okay, maybe Lavar is homosexual. Now I don't think he is, but I'm just. But what I'm all I'm simply saying is, they would automatically give him the benefit of the doubt as him just being a goofball and just kind of being the lively person that he is. But when he says that to Molly and he's reciting the same thing she says to him, I don't think that it's worth all that because even I don't. First of all, let me just start by by saying this. The fact that they ban him, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying they don't need to ban him for that reason because okay. LeVar Ball is very annoying to me. And I don't <laughs> think they should be giving him a platform. I really don't. He's, he's a dad, not a player. They shouldn't be giving him as big of a platform as they do. So banning him, I don't have a problem with it. But the reason, that's where my issue is because I don't think 
that he actually was really trying to shoot at her. I've seen LeVar Ball talk on several platforms, on ESPN, on FS1, and he always makes mention of his wife. Always does. So that right there just shows to me, I think it's just him just being a goofball and just doing what he naturally does. And because he says this, and I don't even want to go there, but he says it to a woman who's not black, that's where the uproar comes from. Because if LeVar Ball is, let's say, Rob Gronkowski, we know of him to be like a goofball in the media. If that's Rob Gronkowski saying that, I don't think that it's going to be that big of an issue. I think that they're automatically making an excuse and giving him a pass for it. That's my personal opinion. But because of this Me Too movement and all of that, now everything has to be scrutinized. Everything has to be taken out of proportion. And I think that if it was a situation where he's flirting with her, openly flirting with her, winking, licking his lips, saying like, man, Molly, you looking real good today, something like that. (laughs) And okay, you know what? I get it. But when she says switching gears and you say you can switch gears with me anytime, where's the inappropriate type of language? Because if anything, we could say that she's being inappropriate. But this is something I have noticed. And then I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you guys go. This is something I have noticed. Ever since it became public about her and Jalen Rose's marriage, mm-hmm. I've noticed everybody on that show makes sure to walk on extra eggshells around Molly. They yep. make they make sure, like I'm, I'm watching last week, and Max Kellerman talks about, you know, like as Jalen Rose, you know, intimated uh, on a couple, you know, on a couple of uh, uh, a couple segments earlier. Oh, yeah. By the way, Molly, Jalen's a great guy. I should introduce y'all. You know what I mean? Like they always make sure to at all costs show that, you know what? I'm not flirting. I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not doing anything disrespectful to Jalen Rose. That's what I see a lot on that show. And I think that LeVar Ball with his foolish comment just fell right into that abyss of everybody making sure to walk on eggshells around Molly and not be disrespectful to Jalen Rose. That's annoying, though. What? That everyone has. To I agree completely. Eat. Like that. I takes agree away completely. From the, yeah, like the show is doesn't flow the same. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't. I, and I mean, to me, I remember um, Navar Ball was on FS1 about a week and a half ago, and he said something to Shannon Sharp, and uh, Shannon Sharp basically said something about a mindset, and he told Shannon. He said, "Well, Shannon, that's I mean, that's that's uh, that's your opinion, and that's your mindset because you know you were raised by your grandmother." Oh my god. Yeah, seriously. And he said it so so candidly oh, and casually. And, and I know Shannon Sharp was offended by it. But yeah. he did a good job of playing it off. I know he was offended by it. And <laughs> I think it just goes to show, man, LeVar Ball is just a jokester. He's a goofball. Sometimes he says things that he shouldn't say. He talks yeah. out the side of his neck. But as far as him actually trying to shoot at Molly, him trying to flirt with her, him trying to like, you know, wink, wink, hey, holler at me after the show. I didn't take it as that, but I know that it's in that gray area where it can be ambiguous enough to where people can take it out of context if they want to. Yeah. Is LeVar, is he married? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's married. So I was like, does he have a wife? And, he, and, and not only that, he talks about his wife on the show. Like, I laid down with a beautiful woman, produced these be- uh, these yeah. three beautiful kids. She was athlete. I was athlete. Yeah. yeah. Like, he and says I knew that, she was the one to make these yeah, okay. beautiful yeah. boys. And he stuff. says yeah. it all the time. So I'm like, he just does not come off like a guy who's going to flirt with a female openly on national TV, even if he's just joking. I think that that's just him. 
Well, I mean, you can switch gears with me anytime. Yeah. It wouldn't have been taken the same if he would have just said it to one of the males. on the Exactly. Yeah. So that's why, to me, I don't like the fact that he's now banned for that reason. I think he should have been banned back when Lonzo Ball was in high school. Sure. The way he the way he was bumping <laughs> off. But but banning him for that reason, no, nah, I, I don't agree with it. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack on what Stanford said. But Biggie, <laughs> let's, get, let's get your take on it first, man. Uh, I was shocked they banned him. I felt like um I felt like when he was on uh, FS1 with the uh, one check I forgot the name um Christine, uh, Christine Lady yeah I felt like that was a little worse I remember worse. that yeah I, re- I remember in your that lane yeah. And, yeah now that right there yeah he told her stay in her lane yes. yeah now that <laughs> I mean that's derogatory yeah. I felt like that was a little worse than what happened on ESPN but um I think it I don't think Molly went up to the president or nothing like that. I feel like ESPN just jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. They ain't want to take no heat for it, so they just went on and banned them yeah. just to, you know, get a jump start on it. But um, I, th- I think they benefited enough for having him on anyway yes. because they weren't having him on just because he talked sports real good and all that shit. I, I, I just think they was just using him because he was – Crazy talking out the side of his ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So now you want to get mad at the guy because now he's continuing yeah. to talk crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they just jumped out the window because they didn't want to take that heat, and so they, you know, went on and banned him. But um, I think uh, I think I ain't gonna say it's a big mistake, but they gonna miss having him on oh, with yeah. them crazy rants and all that Definitely. stuff, benefiting off of him. Okay. I have several thoughts and some counterpoints to what has been brought up. Um, first off, I actually thought what he said to Christine Leahy was more defensible because if you remember, she was trying to get at him. She yes. was trying to make him look stupid. She was saying, why are you selling these sneakers for this much money? Why are you doing this to your Pretty son? Pretty much called him yeah, a bad Yeah, she was pressing him, and he was like, Stay in your lane, Miss Producer slash Moderator. I'm talking to Colin. This is a Colin Coward (laughs) show. I remember Um, that. Yeah, so I thought that was actually defensible because she was coming at him. Uh, Now, going back to this whole Molly thing, let's not be, let's just be real. What he said is kind of like, was flirty. It was, we all know, we all know, we all got that uncle, we all got that dad, that granddad, (laughs) that dude had a couple drinks, and even a dude in the workplace, the old brother who don't care nothing no more. You'd be like, ooh, you looking good today. Little comments like that, and it was flirty. Um, I do think that ESPN and how they carry themselves, now they have to present themselves and how mm-hmm. you know protect their female talent and make sure none of them can file any kind of misconduct or anything happening behind the scenes because this whole thing tore apart what was it fs1 a few years ago all these allegations came out and all these hosts had to leave oh you talking about nfl network nfl network that's <laughs> yeah. right yeah <laughs> i remember that yes. yeah so all uh, i think when they saw all this we're like okay we have to make sure that nothing we do mm-hmm. can approach anything of what's happened before. Yeah, be proactive. So I understand that. Um, I do think that there was a agenda behind it, as in Lonzo is now in New Orleans, so we don't they need don't him need anymore. Him anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When he was in L.A., you know, L.A. is the prime destination. Yeah, LeBron that's all first they talk Magic, about anyway. Yes. L.A. and New York. He had more value then. Now that Lonzo's in New Orleans, they don't really care anymore. So they can say they're done with him and uh-huh. not lose anything. Now, to the greater point of the Me Too movement, 
Um, I, I kind of go back and forth with this. Part of me thinks it goes too far. Part of me thinks it can become a witch hunt in some points. Oh, yeah. And part of me thinks that some innocent men are on the unfortunate side of it where they did nothing and they lose everything. But another side of me is like, maybe this is what men deserve <laughs> for <laughs> centuries of treating women like shit in the workplace and anywhere else. Cause my mother was a district manager of a company and she told me about like some, some of the things that the dudes would do. Cause she was really one of the only women in there in the executive position type of area. And some of the things that men try, some of the things they said to her really just disrespectful. And especially in the media, this goes on all the time. It went on all the time. Women had to quit. Women had to do things they didn't want to do to think they could save their job. All this harassment, this has lasted for centuries. And so part of me thinks that maybe this is like a come up. Yes, a comeuppance for years of treating women like shit. But again, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Um, we do go too far sometimes. I don't think he deserves to be banned just for this. And ESPN made this monster. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. They gave him a platform back when nobody else was really talking about LaVar Ball. They gave him the platform. They put him on first take. They did all this stuff and made him into a media personality. They did this. So if they regret it, too late now. Because he's just going to go to FS1 and give yep. them ratings now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he was just on FS1 like last week. <laughs> exactly. And if you don't want somebody who talks like this on your show, they knew the type of dude LeVar was. Yeah. You just invited him on. Yes. Like, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And Molly is fine. I can't blame her. <laughs> I can't knock her. <laughs> I oh, can't no, knock she, the no, no, She's a cold piece. She is like, good. no doubt about it. And and the thing that you, you notice is I watch it because uh, I still catch it from time to time. I just have noticed ever since they came out public, I've noticed that everybody that goes on that show makes sure to tiptoe around eggshells yes. when they're around her. Simply I because agree. they don't want there to be any any sort of being misconstrued on their A, trying to sexually harass her or anything like that, and then also not being disrespectful to Jalen. Yeah. yeah. I think she's completely unlikable, honestly. I think she's kind of ruined the chemistry of that show because mm-hmm. she really... It's an awkward energy, like you said. They can't. She butts in and yeah, says things. Yeah, she butts in at the yes. wrong time because yeah, they yeah. You can't to... say nothing to her because then you know <laughs> you're disrespecting your boy's wife. Yes. And then you know this, and then you can't say, "Oh man, hey, I like your shoes today," because oh my god, uh, here he is. He's making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like I said, I I get the Me Too movement. I understand it. I also think that because of the Me Too movement, it is now gone so far beyond the realm of what what it needed to be i agree because of that now like there'll be times where i can be about to get on the elevator and i will simply not get on the elevator with a female just because man like i don't need no problems you're a black man exactly you know what i mean or like there's times where i can go i can be at the gym and i will be walking through the pool area to go to the men's locker room so i go get in the sauna and there'll be a female instructor who'll be standing there uh, basically directing her her, uh, her swim class. And I will literally put both hands behind my back oh, as wow. I as I walk past her just in case. I don't want her to think I accidentally grazed her. <laughs> uh, you know, like, exactly. hey, that's for Rowe. Yeah, he like, played I, in the NFL. Yeah, I, like, I, don't, I don't need there to be any sort of any sort of misunderstanding, any of that gray area. I don't need any of that. So, yes, yeah, so I do think that this Me Too movement is great. 
It's great for women. It's great for female empowerment, all of that female equality. But I do know that there are some people, not all, there are some people that use that to their advantage. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Stanford, you're smart, man. That's why we haven't seen you on TMZ. <laughs> yeah. You know how to stay out of trouble. Yes. So, Jasmine, going back to you real quick, uh-huh. do you feel uncomfortable about like flirting and comments like that, or are you just cool with it as people know you were? Should we just stop flirting altogether um, in workplace situations? I'm uncomfortable when I, like, kind of like I said earlier, like when I don't know you, I okay. don't think that it's appropriate for you to say certain things. Like if I know you and I know that you don't mean any harm by it, then I don't really, it doesn't really mind, bother me too much. But if I don't know you and it's like, I, you just randomly walk up to me and you say something inappropriate, then that's not okay. Like okay. that's, yeah. I feel like HR. if it was, I feel like if it was a cute guy, you would have a problem yes. with it. I was just about to ask. <laughs> if it's an ugly I, guy, I, I was then, just about yeah. to ask. Yeah. yeah. What if it's a guy you like? Let's say you don't know him, <laughs> uh-huh. but you think he's kind of cute, attractive, whatever you want to call it, and he says something. I really think it has to. I really think it would determine like what he said exactly. Yeah, not switching gears. I want yeah. you to switch my gears and nothing like that, but. If he say something real smooth. Yeah, I probably like, wouldn't oh. mind it. Okay. If he, yeah, if I was attracted to him, I probably wouldn't mind it. But it does like it does matter depending on what he had to say. And see, <laughs> and, and for as a man, that's where the huge gray area comes in. Because you could have one guy that can say something to a female. Then all of a sudden, let's say he's Rob Gronkowski. White guy, kind of like a meathead. Everybody understands, oh, that's just Rob. Mm-hmm. You know, but then it could be somebody else. Let's say Des Bryant. He goes and says something mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's taken completely out of mm-hmm. out of proportion because because he's Des Bryant. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. You see, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and and it could be they both basically said the same thing, but it's just the way the media, the way just the general public is going to perceive it, yep. is two polar opposites. That's where I think as a man, it gets frustrating because sometimes you don't know. Which genre you're gonna fit in? Mm-hmm. The one that yeah. gets the the one that gets the pass, or the one that's gonna get you know basically nailed to the cross. Yeah. So that's where I think uh just the ambiguity of it actually kind of frustrates men. I know I know it would for me if I was in that situation. Yeah, but yeah. then also I would think that just be yourself and don't try any slick shit. Then like don't say anything inappropriate. Then just <laughs> just start a conversation and you'll I be agree. good. You'll be good then. Okay. Okay. So no more uh, slick little pickup lines. No more little. Ooh, you gotta. You, you have to have. Got yeah. any fries with that shake? Nothing like that. Have you? Have you got? <laughs> no, have you guys. Uh, have you guys seen the uh, the Keanu Reeves uh, pictures that yes. been floating around? Yeah. Like, yes. it, like it's pretty much gotten to a point where you almost have to do that. Where he? Have you seen him? No, I haven't. Keanu Reeves. Anytime he takes a picture with a female, he literally will go and he'll have his arm kind of like around her back. Uh-huh. But he'll make sure that the you can't. Can he'll make sure that the camera sees his open yes. palm. That, <laughs> like that way, yeah. nothing could be misinterpreted as oh he groped me or oh you know he was rubbing my back. He made me feel some type of way. I want to sue him now for you know x amount of millions of dollars. So it's gotten to the point now where it's gotten that serious. I know Reggie uh, Reggie Wayne back in uh back right when that whole scandal was going on on NFL Network. I remember seeing a picture one day where. He was having a conversation on air with one of with his coworker. I forget who it was. I think it may have been Lindsey Rhodes, but I could be wrong. And he's not even making eye contact with her while he's talking. Just so, just that's so just, awkward though. Just that way that that way there's no way she can go to HR and say, "Oh, he's making me feel uncomfortable." This that, and the other. He's literally talking to her, 
but he's talking to her while he's facing a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what LeVar Ball that's so did. Sad, LeVar, yeah, LeVar Ball did that on FS1 when he's talking to the um, yep. Kristen chick. He said, I don't even want to look at you. Yep. you yeah. Look look at any interview with Taylor Rooks. Notice how all the athletes <laughs> don't even look at her, dog. <laughs> yeah. They look away. <laughs> no, no, she, she, no, she's a beautiful good. woman, too. No, she is. Yeah. She is. She looked really good on draft night, too. I was like, oh, yeah. man. See, and that, that would kind of offend me, though. Not offend me, but that would make me feel away. Like, just because that happened with but said woman. But that's, you know, what, but that's what we've now. It's just a like, defense that's the mechanism. Just yeah, to be that's, safe, man. That's the yeah. corner we've basically been kind of pushed into. Uh, you're right. I mean, it probably is over the top. It probably is. But as a man, especially a man like NFL Network, FS1, whatever, you know, all of those networks, you don't want to take any chances because – one wrong move and you're out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just can't take that chance. So you much rather err on the side of caution than, oh, well, you know what? It's not going to happen to me because it yeah. will happen to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like workplace flirting. I don't want to take it away. I'm sorry. Do you have I, a work I, wife? Huh? Do you have a work wife? I feel like you do. Um, yes. <laughs> I I, I've had a work wife at pretty much any job I've had that's involved women. <laughs> Every single one I have a work wife. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with some workplace flirting. I love it. Um, so, why haven't you pursued any of your work wives? I did a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really work out too well. But sometimes, like, they have a boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's just harmful. Like, sometimes I might be the younger dude there. They might be a little bit older. So, like, yeah. they do a little tete-a-tete, make them feel good. <laughs> Give them some male attention that Aisha be. Little Aisha Curry. Yes, yes. So, sometimes it's just that. But I feel like, yeah, of course you don't go too far, but there's that playful stuff, man. It, it makes work fun sometimes. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. Like, so, yeah, I don't want to take that away, man. Uh, so leading into our next uh, relationship topic we have on the agenda, I read this uh, report um, on the New York Post saying that apparently dad bods are more attractive than dudes who are super fit and have abs. People have been going back and forth about this. The usual stuff, you know, everybody's saying, oh, they're lying. Um, I have a theory about this, but I want to know what y'all think. Starting with you, Jasmine, of course. Uh, Do you think that the quote unquote dad bod is more attractive than a dude who's super fit, super chiseled, what have you? Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) No, I don't think a dad bod is attractive. Okay. No. No. Maybe when I get older. I was about to say, don't get married then. (laughs) Maybe when I get older and actually get married, I don't know, but nah, I'm not here for it. Okay. At all. (laughs) So let's say your options are some dude who's like super, super chiseled and fit, and a guy who is not like pudgy, but just, I would say, a little flabby. Um, <laughs> you would still but he's still chisel. clean. He dressed yeah. clean and, and see, all this. He doesn't even have to be super chiseled. Like I've dated people before that are like just tall and lanky. Like, but a dad bod. I when you say dad bod, I think she of, thinks like, you're talking about man beer boots. belly. Yeah. Like man, yeah. I the, think of all that. What about the old Gucci man? Nah, I ain't, I'm not. <laughs> we not. <laughs> <laughs> we not. Your name was a little too far. Like, or what he, about um, uh, young gang? What's his name? Um, the guy that's um, signed to Yo Gotti. Black Youngster? Black Youngster, yeah. 
Because he got no. he got a little stomach. He does, but no, he's getting he's getting dad bodish. <laughs> like mm, I can't. No. Mm. My right. boobs can't like your boobs can't be bigger than mine. <laughs> like, it's oh not okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, you made a joke about that if you would. <laughs> um okay, okay. So what do, what do y'all think? Should we, do we have to stay in the gym, guys? What's going on here? I think that and I got her I got to ride with the females on this part, right? <laughs> of course. No, no, no. Dude on this who's part. An athlete and already already in shape. Chiseled. No, no, be, because because if you want her to stay fit, stay sexy, all this, that, and the other, you got to be able to give her the same thing. I'm not saying that you got to be like a, a bodybuilder. I'm not saying that you got to be over there like in fitness competitions, but at least something, some sort of version of your younger self, what attracted her to you in the initial beginning, the same way you want her to keep whatever she had in the initial beginning. Um, I concur. I do. I, I do say this from several females I've talked to is that it's not necessarily that they want the dad bod, but the guy with the dad bod, they feel like they don't have to worry about as much if he yes. goes out for drinks with his homeboys. <laughs> point. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's safe. Let's just go ahead and call him that. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to worry about looking at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they don't have to worry about that as much versus, you know, the guy, the chiseled abs, you know, this, that, and the other. Yeah. So I don't think that, the dad bot is ever going to be what they choose because that's what they want. I think that they feel like that's a little bit of a safer option because it's less turmoil to have to deal with. Less attention. Yeah. Yeah. Down the road. Okay. Figgy. Yeah. I kind of agree with him on this. I think, um, I don't think women go after the dad bot, but I feel like, um, you know, they might be a little more lame, but, they ain't got to worry about him cheating. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, um, um, yeah, like, if you get a dude with, like, abs and all that stuff, girls going to look at that guy all the time or girls going to try to hit hit that guy up all the time. That's That could be a little stressful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the dudes with the dad bod, you know, they could be cute in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> or um, my other thing is um, the older you get, man, the more you don't care That's true. about that part. Like at that point, you if you over thirty, you looking for love. You, I mean, of course you want the person to be cute, but a little flab ain't. You know, that's the last thing you need to worry about. Decide. You want somebody. <laughs> you want somebody. You want somebody that got a good job, who's you know on the same page yeah. as you. Genuine person. Yeah, because you could have a dude that got the best body, but he can be on a totally different page than you. So you rather take the dude with the dad bod <laughs> that you know y'all connect with more than yeah. a dude who out here doing whatever and you ain't really feeling. Mm-hmm. And, feel and did any of y'all follow little Duvall on, yeah. uh, on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love following him, man, because he's, he's funny as shit. And he always talks about how, uh, you know, obviously he's short. He's like very skinny, got the little daddy chest hair, all this, that, and the other. And he always, like, he's always posting on his page with his shirt off. And he always tells females like, this is the type of guy y'all going to end up with. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he always says, he's like, yeah. the dad bod is probably what you're going to end up with. I know mm-hmm. you probably don't want that. You want the nice, flashy guy who's tall, thick, this, that, and the other. He says that most of the time, he said, most of you, that's who y'all going to end up with. And I think for him, 
he puts it in such great context because I even have conversations with homegirls about that. How you'll have a female, she wants the guy who's tall, he's sexy, got a good job, he, you know, he's fit, this, that, and the other. But the thing is, is that it just simply may not work out with that guy. And everything that you're looking at from the exterior may be what you want, but the interior, yeah. the type of person he is, that may simply just not, you know, that may not mesh well with what you want or with what you're trying to get out of it. And it's just always funny that he says it. This is the type of guy you're most likely going <laughs> to wind true. up with because that's probably, that might very well be who you actually connect with on a mental level yeah. versus, you know, the it's, hot guy, this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's the same thing with women too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you exactly. can get the most finest woman ever, but that, woman might be a pain in the ass mentally. And that is true more times than not. I hate to say (laughs) that. But yes. More times than not. I remember back when I was maybe eight, nine years old, my mom told me this. She said, stay away from really, really pretty women. (laughs) And that's, and this is back in what, 91, 92. So the 2019 version of what my mom said was stay away from bad bitches. (laughs) She told me that because, and I, and I'd be like, mom, why is that? She said, because they're trouble. And I'd be like, what kind of trouble? She said, when you get older, you'll see. And Mm -hmm. throughout college, throughout playing ball, I see it. Pretty to look at. Oh, my God. So pretty to look at. But a lot of them, oh, my God, it's a mental head case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's trouble. It's always some dude trying to shoot at him. Mm -hmm. And then let's say he may be lying on his you know what. Mm -hmm. You don't know whether to believe him. You don't know whether to believe her when she says it didn't happen. So you just get caught like in this in the, in this mind game, and at times, man, you just want to have peace in your life. <laughs> yes. yeah. You don't want to have to always worry about did she really do it? Is he really lying? And I don't really know. And then I'm choosing to believe her. I walk into a room. Guys are kind of you know snickering, you know, underneath their uh, underneath their breath behind my back because I'm over here looking like a fool. You just don't want those problems. So yes. basically, all the chisel guys and all the pretty girls need to get together, and all the dad bods and that's what the city women. of Los yeah. Angeles is for. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was the same way too because I I used to only go after a certain type of woman. Yeah, but the older I got, the more I'm like, ah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like my wife, you know, she was smaller when we first met, but she ended up getting a little. She gained a lot of weight, but I'm at the point if we wasn't together, like I'm not looking for a certain type of. Mm-hmm. Body type, like if you cool and we connect on the same thing, man, I'm all for it. So I'm not like, nah, she too this or she too that. I need to grow up. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> once you get older, you're gonna be like, nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let let her go through the chisel. Yeah, first. Okay. I, I was just about to say that. Yeah. She, yeah. She, needs, she just needs yes. to just go through the process a little bit, and then she'll see that yeah. you'll Maybe. get you'll get to an age though, but and it won't be as big of a it won't be as high on your list. Not saying that you want somebody that's just fat, ugly, nasty, this, any other, but it won't be as much of a deal breaker as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these pretty girls starting to realize that too, yeah. because you see a lot of pretty girls with yes. some lame ass dudes. <laughs> where you be like, what? Yeah, because he makes them feel good. Yeah. yeah. He makes them feel good. He does whatever she asks. He probably buys her a lot of gifts. Yeah, exactly. He's always opening car doors. He's always sending her letters, <laughs> sending her flowers to her job. So, yeah, he's not really much to look at, but he's so much of an ego boost for her. And she feels secure because 
She don't have to worry about him going out cheating. She don't yep. got to worry about him leaving. In the streets. And, 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 yep. me, and, I, and I know it when I see it because I come across it on Instagram. <laughs> and I'll see a female. I'm like, man, I know she's out of his league. And he mm. knows it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the reason why she chose him. Yep. Because yep. he pursued the you know what out of her. And she knows, man, like, I'm the best he can get. He ain't going nowhere. Oh, yep. That's so annoying. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, I, I agree with what uh, Stanford and Figgy said, but I think there are different reasons as well. Um, I do think it relates back to uh, women's insecurity sometimes. Yeah. I'll put it like this. If a dude is super in shape and fit and chiseled, he's like that because he lives a certain lifestyle. And that's a certain lifestyle that a lot of women are, feel insecure in being. I'm talking diet. You're generally probably not eating a whole lot of delicious food like fried chicken and any cards oh, yeah. at all. He ain't taking you yes. to Frenchies. Exactly. <laughs> he ain't taking you to Frenchies. When y'all go out to eat, he's getting like a salad, spinach. Going to a vegan spot. Yes. Yeah. So you're sitting there like, damn, I want to eat, eat. You know, I've encountered this because I've been on diets when I'm really trying to get in shape. And I've taken a girl out and I'm like, nah, I really don't eat this right now. I don't eat, I'm not on a dairy thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll like be offended or act real weird about it. Like, <laughs> oh, you just don't eat anything? <laughs> no Popeye's biscuit, not even that. Like they go down a whole list of you don't even eat this? Yeah. Like they feel insecure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel insecure about a guy who's always at the gym because they might not go to the gym. And now they feel guilty about not going because you're always going. Mm-hmm. You get up at five o'clock in the morning to go work out. And she's like <laughs> sleeping alone till yeah. seven or whatever. <laughs> so, and I had that with my ex too, because I would try to get up at five in the morning. She'd be like, Where are you? Why you got to go to the gym now? You know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think it's that lifestyle that they don't want a part of. They'd rather just get a dude who's not obese, but on he's the same just, level but he's as not chiseled yes. either. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kind of like right in the middle. Exactly. He, he may, might work out on the weekends or something, but he doesn't overdo it. Yeah. And he doesn't make them feel guilty about eating fried chicken or whatever they want to eat. So I, I think that's a lot of the reason why women think a dad bod is sexy and, and a, a chiseled guy is somebody they wouldn't want to deal, deal with. It's kind of their own insecurity in a lot of ways. I, can, I, can, I don't I think can they that. think it's unsexy. They mm-hmm. just don't want to date that. Or be involved with that on a long-term uh-huh. basis. Gotcha. Because that's a whole different lifestyle for them. Because, exactly. And it's going to force them to have to step their game. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Um, personally, we can go to vegan spots. That's cool. We can go, you You'll get know. sick of it after a while. You kind of fit, <laughs> fit, though. So I yeah. can see you going yeah. after somebody that's on the same level as you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like you'd be cool with it for about... A cool couple what, months, couple maybe. Months? Until he yes. stopped taking me to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. we have to cut it off. I eat Chick-fil-A like He'd every probably day. give you a look or, after you finish a chicken sandwich or something. Like, oh, all these carbs <laughs> and saturated fats. Yeah, yeah What's we, wrong have with to, you? we have to cut it off. <laughs> pizza? Hell no. See? Yeah. Better nah. be cauliflower pizza. You didn't know this. <laughs> I, can, I can see that, though. I get that. Okay. Okay, I'm just saying. Y'all hate accountability sometimes, so I have to put it on y'all. Um, I don't have nothing else to talk about, honestly, man. I think we done ran out of our topics. Um, let's get your opinion on a few things, Jasmine. Um, what happened this week? The Drake songs, do you like them or not? No. Really? You don't like them? I like not the um I like the Grave song. 
the best. Money, yeah, money, in, money the in the grave. I like the money in the grave song. It's all right, but they didn't wow me like I was expecting. Like I was, I was hyped off of the game, game seven with mm-hmm. Drake, and I was just waiting for the song to drop. For one, I think the anticipation of he told us they were gonna be out at a certain time, and they didn't come out to like way later. Yes, which we he was partying. We should have known better than that. True, but um, they just weren't. It wasn't anything crazy to me. Like I, I to say that I haven't heard from Drake. We haven't heard from Drake since Scorpion, other than features. I thought it was gonna be a lot better than what it was. It didn't wow me. I haven't gone back. I think these songs were um, in the vote a little bit. They yeah, probably they definitely didn't, were. They didn't make the album, mm-hmm. so he yeah. just put these. Out. I don't think he recorded it. Actually, I think because he did tweet or put on Instagram, he's in album mode now, so he is recording an album. Probably to be released later this year, I would guess. I don't think these songs were the ones he recorded. I think he was going to release them probably around the same time this year, but he just put them under the championship banner because they had nothing to do. You can tell these songs. They had nothing to do with the the Raptors. And that's what I was expecting. Like, I thought that he was going to at least give us a freestyle. Like, I I thought one was going to be. Yeah, I thought one was going to be obviously previously recorded, but then I thought that he may have, like, gone in the booth at night and did something, you know, off the dome or something like that. And we were going to get two of those type of songs. So I don't know if it was my expectations or what, but he just didn't meet them. I was yeah. more hype off of the way he was acting at the parade. The old murder, I felt. The old murder, I felt like that was supposed to be on Scorpion. Yes, because it was like a little shot at Pusha T. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's still in that mode where he's throwing shots. No, he is. Trust you think me. So yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He's a petty king. He told no, you. I, no, I think, <laughs> I think he's he, never let no, that I just go. think he threw all his shots in that album. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Pusha T hit him so hard, yes, so many times and so low. I think that Drake knows it ain't really no coming back from that. So he's gonna go ahead. He's gonna try to throw his little jabs here and there. But I think he knows that, man. The referee, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the uh, the official that he called off that fight long time. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jay Prince he st- was he the official the bout, in this yeah. case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he stopped the bout long he, time yeah, ago. He called it. Um, shoot. Is there anything Nick, else we're missing, y'all? I think that might Nick, be about it for this. Nikki got married. Nikki did get married, apparently. Um, she for the is, Queen Radio. She got on Queen Radio today. Um, and she was ranting her usual rants that she does on Queen Radio with probably Funk Master Flex in the background, just giggling, <laughs> egging her on. <laughs> yes. Um, apparently she said she's married to this mystery guy who is apparently a convicted felon, and people have been giving, giving her heat about that. But, um, yeah, she married him. Congratulations. There was rumors she might be pregnant. Yeah. But I don't see any truth behind that yet or any proof. So who knows? I thought thought so whenever. I don't know, even know that time period when she was in certain photos and she looked, she did kind of look it, but maybe it was just like love weight like Rihanna. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah. Uh, Plastic surgery mishap or something. I'm dead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This screen um, radio been trending too. She was yeah. talking shit about um, Miley. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. Why? Um, I guess I don't know, I don't know oh, if about it, the whole hip hop thing. Yeah. Because yeah, now she's suddenly like a hip hop ambassador. I'm over. Her. Ever since Cardi B came out and didn't write her own songs, now she talks about the integrity of rap and writing your own songs and all this shit. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she was speaking on an old interview that Miley did or if Miley spoke about Nicki recently. But that's basically like the like where it came from. She said that Miley was speaking on her during an interview, and she just went and. You know, yeah. to a long range. She pretty much said uh, Miley was um, 
sucking off um what's the producer Mike, Mike Will, Will made, made it. it yeah yeah well, obviously yeah <laughs> I hope you got something out of that it wasn't good music um another thing we forgot to mention Cardi B was awarded Songwriter of the Year at ASCAP's Rhythm and Soul Music Awards in Beverly Hills this week. What is AS? What is? I it? don't know what this stands for. Don't ask Songwriter me. of the Year. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a joke. Yeah, like come on. I think a lot of people did. Um, so people are kind of getting, you know, the jokes are flying because, of course, she has help writing these songs, but she is saying that um, she got at somebody who said it. Um, everybody wants to say I made it because of this or how I made it because of that. She said, I worked my ass off. And then she also tweeted or something because I do write a lot of my shit. That's the thing. Yes. Just like every other artist, I do have a couple of writers that help with hooks, but I wrote plenty of songs on my album, especially my mixtape. You just flip shit. And y'all want to believe the fuck shit so bad. Eat it up, bitch. <laughs> she said, eat it up. <laughs> yes. So do y'all think that Cardi B deserves songwriter of the year? No. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I'd like to know who else was in the category. She was apparently the first female rapper to ever get this award. Who was she up against? Though that's that's what I would. I, I mean, don't even. I don't, I don't even know what this award. It probably wasn't is. even the category. They probably just gave it to her. Because they gave it to her because she showed up. It, it, it makes <laughs> sense depending on who she was up against. Um, I can look up but, the, the nominees, but know. it was probably a bunch of pop stars and whatnot. Maybe a Taylor Swift or something. But um, yeah. I if it was Taylor Swift, she still should have won over <laughs> Cardi B. She don't write this, her songs, does she? Taylor? I thought Taylor she Swift did. does write yeah. her stuff. She up, supposedly, she wrote that oh. new terrible song too. So, uh, or at least early on, she did. Yeah, I, I don't know I, about now. I'm a two minds to this again, and I think no, I'm not a huge Nicki fan, but there are some awards we should have given to her first. I thought when Cardi B won the Grammy on her first time, on mm-hmm. her first try. Nikki should have won one by now. Yeah, I can agree with that. You can't tell me she didn't deserve one Grammy throughout her whole career, but Cardi B gets one for the first time she makes an album. If you ask me, that's where so much of the animosity between her and other rappers, especially female rappers, comes from. It's yes. because they feel like with Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, we all know that it was a hit. It exploded. And I believe it was, what, what was it? Cardi B was on the on the front cover. What was it? Rolling Stone? Yeah. Which is something that like only icons mm-hmm. at one point in time would get. Mm-hmm. Not somebody who just all of a sudden got on the scene. I think that's where so much of Nikki's anger or animosity towards Cardi would come from, was that they felt like she didn't earn some of the accolades, some of the opportunities, the connections that she was then starting to make from just a hit single. I agree. Within a year. <laughs> I agree. Nikki grinded from the bottom. Yes. She was with yeah. Gucci Mane at first. She was doing a whole lot before she finally got with Young Money and was making hits. So Cardi B had a reality show. She made a couple mixtapes, and then suddenly she was a superstar. Yeah. So I get it. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that's one that Nikki should have won first. Um, I have nothing else. <laughs> so is there, is there anything else y'all want to hit, touch on? Any shout-outs we got to get out this week? Oh, Jazz, did you listen to um, Lil Nas X? His EP? album? His yeah. EP? Yeah, EP. No, I'm telling y'all, I haven't been so out of the oh, reality. Oh, okay. No, I was just checking. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, get, a, we'll get a recap on, on your thoughts next week. Cool. <laughs> oh, that stuff. Did um, y'all listen to it? Yeah, we did. I did. How, you liked it? So was it, okay, so was it kind of like we discussed, it? well, what I was seeing on Twitter was like he had several different sounds that were going to be involved yes. in this project other than his country 
That's exactly you know. what it was. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was a um, a uh, pretty much a seven track long attempt to boost streaming numbers and <laughs> get on as many music charts <laughs> as you can. Uh, Country, rock, yeah. pop, uh, gotcha. hip hop, everything. I really so, like him, honestly. He's funny. He is hilarious. You think he, he's gay? No. <laughs> I don't think I was so. just informed there's a movement. To yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot of people that tell him to come out the yeah, closet. Yeah, they think he's gay. They want him to come out the closet because when you see him walking around in the cowboy boots, the cowboy hat, things like that, automatically, come on now, let's go ahead and just call it what it is. Like, as a, as a black man, in, yeah, in Atlanta, <laughs> you're going to automatically just go to that assumption. Yeah. Now, I don't care who he lays down with at night. I don't care. I just want to produce good music and just mm-hmm. be all he can be. But there's a lot of people with that toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that they're going to want him to be an Atlanta trapper. They're going to yeah. want him to be like Future or like Gucci Man or like Gunner or like Lil Baby. And I can go all the way down the list, but that's not him. Yeah. That's not the genre that he stands in. And I say just, man, just let him be who he is and just be great at who you are. Like yeah. Atlanta doesn't need another Future. They don't. Future's doing poorly as it is. I feel like he, that's really sad to say though. Like, why can't he just live his life? Why does he have, why do we have to put a sexuality on him and versus just accepting him as he is? I don't, I feel like I have a pretty good gaydar and I don't get that vibe. Okay. Okay. And I've seen him live. Okay. Did you? Yeah. Where did you see him? A jambalaya. Oh okay. oh, okay. Yeah. Did he do more than that one song? Or? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was out there for like three minutes. Two minutes and that was it. But it Damn. was great. Everybody was lit. It was just it. him? Yeah, was yeah. Okay. He just came out and did that one song and went back. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't see nothing else on the agenda, y'all. So we can go ahead and wrap it up for this week. I know uh, this man Stanford route has a lot of things to do tonight. So uh, <laughs> keep around. One or two. His, one or two things. <laughs> keep him with his hands in clear view so he don't get caught up. <laughs> but yeah, we really appreciate you joining us. Man. Oh, yeah. Really yeah appreciate, appreciate it. Happy to be on, man. Dude, I would love to come back on here, man. Yes, I like please. That. Yes. Yeah, just do this us a favor fun. and spread the word, man. <laughs> Will yes, do. Sir. We're the only black podcast in this <laughs> building. Will do. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks again for joining us, man. No problem. Um, no problem. Jasmine, you can find her at the Jazz. Wait, fucking uh, Chitty Chitty, Chitty, Chitty Bass, Bass. Yes, thank on you. all I streaming right platforms. I know because he know, wants man. me to change it so bad. I do. So I'm in trying his to head, shame it's not you the same. Into it. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm trying to shame you into changing it because yeah, I'm, I'm just playing. Uh, Stanford route. You got anything going on? Uh, you man, I just got a uh, St. Thomas High School DB coach. We got 707 State Tournament next week in Waco. Uh, big things going to be coming, especially this season after we won district last year. Uh, that's pretty much about it as far as what shout outs I can give. Okay. You have social media? When, oh, when yes. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, both are the same. S route, that's two T's, S R O U double T 26. Okay. Um, Figgy at the Figgy Fig. Um, you can also catch him on the midday show in the loop. Um, 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 610. Great show. He does a great job. Um, all the hip hop shit you hear on that is courtesy <laughs> of him. So if you're black, give him a shout out. <laughs> and you can find Already. me on Instagram at the Ryan Rocket and on Twitter. Wait, on Instagram at Ryan.rocket, on Twitter at two the Ryan Rocket. Um, check out the uh, Swang and Bang podcast as well as the podcast with me and ESG and Figgy. Um, 
oh, okay episode this last I'm just playing. It was a good episode last yeah. week. <laughs> um had some uh dope artists from Houston in the area doing some good things. So check that out. Nice. It's on Spotify. It's called the Swing and Bang Podcast. And as always, make sure you like, subscribe, leave any comments for Gems and Juice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You have it. So uh, appreciate all this love and support y'all give us. Yes. And for the lovely Jasmine, for special guest Stanford Route, and for my boy Figgy Fig, this is the Gems and Juice Podcast, y'all. Peace. And we out. <laughs>